0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL, C-A-I, toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All features on our site, we give them away, so do enjoy those on us. Uh, That, again, is freetalklive.com. Mark, returning from... Out west, you were in Las Vegas That's for right. spent, all of the entire week. Yeah, fact. I spent uh, like five, four or five days there in the
1: uh, land of sun, sand, and sin. Now, what was your reason for going out there exactly, beyond to gamble? <laughs> well, going to gamble was not my reason for going. Um, a cl- client invited uh, invited me to go out, and I you know. Can we say who it was? Yeah, it was uh, Jason from uh, SACL Cai. Right. Um, invited me to go out and sort of I don't know bonding, uh, you know. Client, uh, advertiser relations. <laughs> I, I don't know how to really describe it. I know that it included a lot of discussions on, uh, Austrian economics and a lot of alcohol. Really? Like, I remember that. Yeah, okay. There was a great deal of it. As a matter of fact, uh, just as a hoot, um, we, one point we were, um, actually at a res- restaurant called the Red Square. It was sort of set up like old time Russia. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the hammer and sickle stuff around and everything. And I, I, th- I think that it was all kind of a joke. They had, uh, you know how Lennon's head got torn off of that bronze statue, and I guess it was in the middle of Red Square. Okay. Uh, um, they had Lennon's head in this uh, big freezer room, and we were doing shots off of Lennon's head. Is that clean? Well, it was uh, big, in a big block of ice. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you just kind of see it there. How strange. It was It was, It was. was a fun, very fun <laughs> experience, I must say. Uh, you know, there was, we got to see quite a few shows. Now, Gardner Goldsmith went with you, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, Gardner cool. really liked the uh, the Beatles, uh, Love, uh, Cirque du Soleil show. I don't know how did to Did you get to it. see Penn & Teller? Did not. Oh. No, it would have been nice. Damn it. It would have been nice to see Penn & Teller. We did not. Don't they, don't they do a show like every night up there or something? I, I don't know. I, you know, If things, I'm going to things Vegas, blurring. I'm going to see Penn & Teller. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Yes. I saw some great shows that were well worth seeing. So what did you see? Like the Kicking, Dancing, Singing Ladies? None or of that. Uh, uh, Wayne we, Newton? We saw Phantom of the Opera. Which, uh, go figure, is, is really just an American opera. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fabulous. The show was amazing, spectacular, and all that stuff. I I am not a huge opera fan, so I didn't think it was that great. It right. Was, it, but it was spectacular, I must say. And the singing was amazing, and the set, set and, you know, the whole deal was great. I gotcha. Um, the Beatles love thing that was done by Cirque du Soleil was great. It, you know, once again, spectacular. I and, and had the Beatles music, and that was nice, and it was a hell of a show. Cool. Um, was this your first time in Vegas, or had you been there before? I think it was my – it, it, I believe that it – I believe How it was could my How did you forget?
0: Um, oh, okay. Second so, or third. Oh, I see. And now, what, what, the other two times, were you just stopping in, or yeah, were you Yeah, pretty there much. For, was, so this was your longest uh, Vegas I've never had tour. a trip like
1: this to Vegas or anywhere in my life. I mean, hmm. these guys spent a phenomenal amount of money. We didn't have a hotel room. We had a an apartment Essentially, that was at the top of the N G M Grand. Who's with, we? Um, well, the group. Uh, it was uh, Jason, his, his dad Mike, uh, you know, friends of his from college, which all seem to be mm-hmm. econ majors. Uh, Greg and um, uh, and Ben Powell, and you know, it was names just, I don't know. Yeah, just just people that I met, and it was a, huh.
0: you know, a weird, crazy, fun week. Now, the week before was Freedom Fest, as mm-hmm. they call it, which is a fairly large, uh, I guess, convention of liberty-oriented thinkers and and that sort of thing meeting in las vegas and so uh, you had told me that the idea was that apparently some of the freedom fest attendees would still be in vegas when you arrived there and you would you would get to meet some of them would, did that pan out Nah, there was nothing like that no okay
1: <laughs> you know, just uh, vegas is gigantic it could have that the whole freedom fest could have been going on in the next hotel over mm-hmm. you would have never, know. never known right um yeah I must say that I saw the uh, Mighty Python Spam a Lot uh, play and that was
0: fantastic. I also saw Bodies at uh, um, which is a- Oh yeah, yeah that uh, that that exhibit that um exhibit that they've taken the innards of bodies and somehow did the whole things sometimes. Right, They've somehow um made it so you can see them in real life the actual innards of bodies well they, they cut, cut they, pieces off
1: that's that's how they let it you know
0: right but they also right they, but there's a, did you see the one with the veins just the entire yeah, body that's of some veins? kind of weird treatment thing yeah there's some sort of chemical that they're injecting they in. into the veins that's right
1: of, we made them glow and then they ate off all the skin with some kind of other chemical
0: and yeah it was yeah amazing. i went and saw that when i was down in florida and you, you got to see bodies? yeah i saw bodies it, yeah. was, it was pretty amazing yeah amazing stuff i you know there you get to see everything. The, what, there you go. 1-800-259-9231. It,
1: you know, not, that it, stops, not that, it, that it stopped me from smoking or anything, but they have this display of clean lungs and then this display <laughs> of dirty lungs. And it's one thing if you see pictures or whatever, mm-hmm. but when you get a chance to see those black, like cancerous ridden, just like holes being eaten right. into the lungs, it's disgusting. And you think, wow, that's what I'm doing when I'm smoking.
0: Yeah, they really feel good? they really break down every single area of your body. I mean from your toes to your fingers to Everything. your head. Uh they they have the cutaways and you can look inside of every single piece. Of your body it 's just incredible Man, male and female, I mean they have genitalia exhibits oh, yeah. they've got you, they, every, you name every it. single part right. you know, if, it's if, very if complete
1: they sh- you get to see an appendix, yeah, and they even explain yeah. we 're not using this crap anymore this appendix thing it's, it's, they say it 's a vestigial <laughs> organ or something like that, which you'd think if there was a, this vestigial organ thing was common, there 'd be a whole bunch of them around, but apparently it 's only the appendix.
0: Now if they'd had bodies back when I was in school maybe things would have been a little more interesting I don't know because it was it was pretty it was a pretty stunning event and I guess it's one of those things that tours around the country it goes from you know science museum to science museum that sort of thing was the was the bodies exhibit in the hotel was that where it was, was It was that? in a
1: different hotel it was across the street Gotcha. The Did
0: you have to pay to
1: get into it Yeah yeah oh, okay it cost 24 dollars to go see Gotcha. You, know, you whipped out the old AAA card and got a discount off the twenty-eight or something like that. But it was amazing. We there was. Did you see the embryos? I saw it. Yeah, the stages, the different stage uh, stages so from. They, they showed from one week, two weeks, all the three way weeks through you know, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, thirty-two weeks. I, you know, at eight weeks, there's a little tiny human there. It's amazing. I, I just I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing.
0: Well, anyway, so uh, so what else? Any other highlights? Anything else interesting uh, you want to share? I, you know, that's that's about it. Um, I, I would recommend
1: if you're going to Vegas uh, and and you decide this is a poor decision, but if you do decide to go to a strip club in Vegas, only bring cash. What do you mean? Well, I mean that that way you can't be charged anything beyond what you have in your pocket. I see. Did yeah. you go to a strip club
0: and mm-hmm. were you charged? Beyond no, no, I
1: only brought I, I only brought cash.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> now in in Vegas. Uh, so they, they can have strip clubs in Las Vegas, but you can have the prostitution, you can have the brothels outside of Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Is it the county that... Is I, it, I don't is,
1: know. I'm, I've never even left the same strip the stri- uh, strip of street. I, I see. You know, so, I so you in, went from the airport to the hotel? And it, and it, from what I could tell, there was no, uh, it, you know, whether it was legal or not, it really didn't stop people from prostituting themselves. Really? Um, yeah, there were prostitutes because, in the hotel. Wh- how could you tell? Because they winked and smiled and waved at me. What other (laughs) woman's going to do that, right? Like, Vegas is full of beautiful people. Right. Me walking around, I am nothing special compared to, you know... uh Anybody else? You know, there's lots of good looking. There's all guys kinds they, of man-, man
0: meat there, right? right absolutely. Yeah. They
1: just why would they care? And uh, attractive women are not going to wave, smile, and wink at me for so any th- other reason than they expect me to give them money.
0: They're just hanging out in the lobbies of the hotels, looking for
1: uh, for marks, well, right? It, it, when you say the lobby of the hotel, you're thinking about a regular hotel. Lobbies essentially, the lobby is the whole bottom floor of these hotels because yeah. they're full of slot machines and all and, kinds um, of Tables and tables and restaurants, tables of bars, of gambling. Yeah, the the lobbies of these hotels are malls full of Wow. Gambling uh, things. I, there are hundreds, hundreds of slot machines, slot row, after row after row after row of these things because
0: people pump money into them. What about? I've heard rumors that there are women that will go around and hand out, or, or people will go around and hand out baseball cards with an attractive lady's picture on it, with their phone number. Yes. And you, did you see that going on? I did. Yeah. And and they, um, you know, the
1: people that are handing them out get a commission on that particular, you know. They get a commission just for handing out a card? If they... Well, if, if the call sure. is made. Right. I but, see. Right. They don't get a commission for handing out the cards. Gotcha. A, a
0: per hand situation. It's right. per, per uh, buy. Situation. So it's one of those deals where you call up the girl, she goes to your hotel room, and there's no prostitution that goes on. It's just an escort. That I, kind of thing. I, right? I, I I, don't know. At this right. point, you're you're getting beyond... I would assume that's the case. You didn't make the that
1: case. call. Right. I... Gotcha. I, you know, I wouldn't. I likely wouldn't have made it anyway.
0: But sure. Because Laura, your wife, was not on the trip. But Laura was not on the trip. I'm sure she wanted to tag along to make sure you didn't make any phone calls. No,
1: nah, like I that. think she enjoyed her trip to Florida. Instead. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. She she seemed to have a very good time and wasn't terribly interested. And this is a uh, supposed to be a boys only for the expedition
0: anyway. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Mark is back in the uh, co host chair. Coming up, the army has missed its recruiting goal again. We'll give you the details on that, plus Canada, the most pot-smokingest of countries, according to a recent survey. Just uh, Some comments from John Stossel, and if we get a chance, hopefully we'll talk about the new oppressive uh, smoking regulations that are being put into law out in California. Just wait for these. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. There for your downloading convenience. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. Talk or call 800 or call eight hundred five four four six three five nine. That's one eight hundred five four four six three five nine. Do business with businesses that support free talk live. Like Do
1: business with the cycle CI. Yeah, they're
0: good guys. He took you to Vegas. I mean, that yeah, it was fun. Damn, can't beat that. All right. Uh, so let's talk about the military and their awful. Awful job that they're doing at recruiting people. ABC News' Jonathan Carl and Luis Martinez report, already stretched thin by the wars in uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan, the Army's having a hard time finding new recruits. And it's been that way. ABC News has learned the Army missed its recruiting goal in June for the second month in a row, falling 1,400 recruits short, or about 17% lower than their goal. It's the first time in more than two years that the Army has missed recruiting goals ...for two consecutive months. Mm. So it's getting worse. The figures are especially worrisome because the summer is traditionally the peak recruiting season. Army officials are now worried that July and August will be difficult as well, raising the possibility that the Army will miss its annual goal of 80,000 new recruits for fiscal year 2007, which ends on September 30th. The Army has missed an annual recruiting goal only twice in the last decade. All vo- the uh, it's a great challenge to maintain an all volunteer army during a period of extended conflicts. At one defense official, we've never really done it before. I guess that's true, right? In World War II, there was a draft then. Mm-hmm. Vietnam, there was a draft then. Yeah. And so this is like, I, and apparently this war's been going on longer than our involvement in World War II. So yeah, this is really uh, quite a task for these guys.
1: I I would imagine it's so, and I can't, I I certainly wouldn't be the one signing up, even if I didn't have. Uh you know, principles against uh, being in the military, I wouldn't sign up to get bullets lobbed yeah. at me. Who the and, hell wants to go and, and die for nothing? And if you're one of these guys that's likely gung-ho about the whole idea of getting bullets lobbed at you, um, and there certainly are people out there, especially young guys, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're sort of in that demographic, throw bullets at me, um, you're probably going to sign up for the Marines. Or I suppose, if, yeah. If you're the, sort of the... The front-line guys, yeah. yeah, yeah it, it, or if you're sort of the... Um, you know, bra- more brainy want, still want to go in the military type. You'll probably do the uh, navy or the air force. The air force, um, you know, navy guys are a different breed that I couldn't even describe. I don't know, but uh, army, it, it seems to have the
0: least allure to me. Now, it's interesting. The article here doesn't, uh, it doesn't outline some of the other failures or some of the other indicators of failure mm-hmm. that have been coming out uh, that that has has been making news in regards to the army and its recruiting methods. They are allowing. In case you haven't heard this, they're allowing more Type 4s and Type 5s. I believe is what they call them uh, when they when they get when they um, induct you into the military or they they test you or whatever. They give you this aptitude test and you score based on a variety of, of different factors. And um, usually they didn't allow only they only allowed a very small percentage of these Type 4s. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they allowed any Type 5s in uh, because they're just the dum dums. They're not so this is the not,
1: Asvab, right? The yeah, I don't Service.
0: know if that's what it is. It may be something else, but anyway, whatever it is, they they test their recruits. Uh huh. And yes, they do. And they used to only allow a small percentage of the dum dums in, but now they're allowing a whole lot more of them in. They're allowing more criminals and uh, more people with you know sort of shady pasts in mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And so even though the <clears throat> even though the recruiting requirements are now lower. ...than they've ever been in the past, as far as the hurdles you have to jump over to get recruited to actually join the military... Those hurdles are now much lower than they've ever been in the past, so in theory, it should be easier for them to recruit. Sure, I mean, but if even it the, if in, it was
1: the same, all, same amount of people wanting to get in, more people would be joining the military right. because the criteria is lower. So that's so, sort of the other side of this story. I
0: should say, I shouldn't say military. I should say army. They've missed their goals. The army has missed their recruiting goals tw- uh, two months in a row now, which is unprecedented for them, and they've missed their recruiting goals considering the fact that they've lowered their recruiting requirements. So really, it's quite a dismal picture for those guys. Mm, it's, It's tough. Anyway, and I, I predict as you know, as the uh, the conflict continues to worsen over in Iraq and Afghanistan, their numbers are only going to well. They're, uh, continue they're getting to drop. trouble,
1: and I don't understand exactly why this is, but they're getting trouble for being racist and recruiting in inner cities. Um, they're they're recruiting more Latinos, more Blacks for the army. I don't see why that's racist. I don't, you know, if if that's what your demographic is and that's what's working for you, that's where you should be recruiting. Um, but I, they're they're having trouble making it. I'm thinking that there's one of two ways they could go here to make the numbers. If they really continue to slip, 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 and we're going to keep this surge up, although we've been six months into it and um, doesn't seem to have worked. But if we're going to keep it up, we're going to need more people. And either we have to bring the draft, or um, I, my other prediction is is that we could start letting illegal, uh, you know, immigrants into the country if they. Uh, agree to serve two years in the army or something like that. They may just try that, yeah. I think both of these things are very bad for America.
0: You know, Mark, you missed out. Um, one of the topics we covered this week was that Michael Chertoff mm-hmm. and the Department of Homeland Security came out, and they basically said that al-Qaeda is now as strong as it was, or stronger than it was, before September eleventh, 2001. Mm-hmm. They said the country is now more, uh, more vulnerable ...than it was um, as of uh, recently. I mean, they basically came right out and said, without being so explicit, that, you know, we've spent billions and billions, hundreds of billions of taxpayer dollars on fighting this so-called Al-Qaeda terror threat. And after six years of that fighting, they're more powerful than they've ever been. Well, we're uh, recruiting for them in a sense. We're giving them the the best PR
1: campaign they can get. Um, We are doing what they're saying we're doing. We're invading the Middle East. We are killing middle easterners we are uh, you know unfortunately as much as you don't want to hear it unfortunately some of our guys are raping their women it happens some of our guys are massacring their civilians it's happening unfortunately mm-hmm. i you know uh, we're we're torturing their uh, captives in in prisons look i know that that's not what america means i know we didn't mean to do that i get it those are some bad people doing some bad things inside of the military But do you think that Al-Qaeda is painting it that way? Do you think that the people in the Middle East are seeing it that way. way? No. What they're seeing is an invading force doing what invading forces do. They rape, they pillage, they torture. And unfortunately, that's what's going on there. We may be doing it for the noblest cause. We might be... Bringing order to the Middle East, we might be bringing them democracy. I saw the little purple fingers. I saw the happy Iraqis, but you can believe there's some happy Iraqis. There are also some damn unhappy ones. If, Most you, read of them. The, if you read the polls, you'll find out the Iraqis wish we were gone. Oh, they, but
0: Mark, those are just a, that's just a, a liberal media. Yeah, reporting the liberal it.
1: media just twisting the words up, and that's why they're killing our guys over there yeah. every single day. Trucks are blowing up and killing our guys. Right, if they
0: actually oh, wanted they're, us...
1: they're a voluntary military. Yeah. They want to get blown up.
0: Yeah, if, they, if the Iraqi people wanted us there, then our guys would be getting hugs and flowers. Right, you know, it, and, and just that, I
1: don't know, you support this war, please, pick up a gun, go over there and fight it. Stop taking my tax dollars to do it. I'm sick of paying for this crap.
0: one 800 259 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. The Army's recruiting numbers in dismal shape. Also... Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna shift gears into more of uh, personal issues here. Got the uh, Mark? You've got the ten self-esteem improving tips. But first, let's stay in Washington D.C. for a moment and talk about. Apparently, there was a uh, Christian, a band of Christians, that interrupted a, a Hindu service of some sort in Washington D.C. And we'll, we'll explain more on the way. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives website and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. The show is Free Talk Live. It's yours. If you want to take control of the airwaves, you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the Saqul CAI toll-free line for you. Uh, right there, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can also join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, uh, including the wiki. Over 1,350 pages for you, created by you. Well, listeners like you, at least. It's the listener-editable version of our website. See what I mean by heading over to wiki.freetalklive.com. That's wiki, W-I-K-I.freetalklive.com. Uh, continuing here in the Washington, D.C. area, Actually, um, apparently we have Gardner Goldsmith on the line before we go into that. Uh, Let's bring Gardner on from New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gardner.
2: Hey, Ian, Mark. How are you gentlemen? What are you doing, man? Well, I just wanted to uh, come on, first of all, and I I heard you guys talking a little bit about Iraq, and I'll touch base on that a little bit uh, if you are interested. But uh, I just want to thank you guys and uh, uh, thank a a couple of the folks who uh, did such a great job for Mark and for me and welcoming us down to Las Vegas over the past few days. We had a great time. And, it was great. And uh, just want to say, Mark, you're a great travel companion, my friend.
0: Thank you. Now, Gardner, are you, are you coming in on Monday as usual? We'll be there. We can talk about it then. Okay, cool, because I heard you had a TSA story, and I'd rather save that for in-studio. Oh, 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 man, do I. Okay, okay, okay. Well, hold off on that, but why don't you comment on the Army thing while we've got you here?
2: Well, you know, I, I heard what you guys were saying. I just wanted to put in my two cents worth that uh, – you know, in defense of anybody who is um, who is critical of what might be happening in Iraq and and the view that, oh, you just can't be critical of the United States Army or the military or anything like that, I got one of my best friends is in the military. He was almost killed in the Pentagon uh, by the attack on the Pentagon. He almost mm. died. He wasn't there. He was late by 20 minutes. You wow. Know, so he'd be gone. And um, so, you know, you you are hoping that you can make the world a safer place. But it seems to me... That with what they're doing, the reports that I've been hearing about al-Qaeda regrouping, I'm reading this report about al-Qaeda, and they say, yeah, they're as strong now or stronger than they were uh, a couple years ago. And I thought, well, (laughs) I thought taking the battle to them was supposed to be helping us.
0: Oh, yeah it is Gardner. We just need more billions of dollars and then the then the tide will finally change
2: right now to be to be understanding i mean that that they could be that maybe they would be even more powerful. maybe that's something that's uh, an argument that somebody would make. hey, you know if you if if we weren't there they'd be on our on our shores, they would have been attacking us, and yeah. a lot more Americans would be dead still okay. though it's
0: absurd. look at the money though look at the, i mean al qaeda doesn't have billions and billions of taxpayer dollars at their disposal that's
2: right. that's right, and I want to bring in as as you guys were discussing the the image of the United States abroad uh, for many people is is not good. I, on the way home from Vegas, I sat next to a man, really nice guy, gave me his card. I'm going to email him. Uh, he's not a uh, you know, total pro-liberty guy, but he's sort of a small government conservative guy. Mm-hmm. Just get out of the Marines. Spent time in Iraq, has been to Korea. He says in all the places he was, even in Okinawa, they don't like the Americans. <laughs> he says over in Iraq, he says... What are we doing there? And this is a guy who just got back a couple months ago. Right. He says, Why are we there? And I, it's very tough to, to try to explain to people, look, maybe it's the smarter thing that we get out because there are all these fears. What happens if we do? What happens if we do? Well, you know, being there, it seems like, what is it, the definition of insanity is to do the same thing and expect a different outcome? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. And this guy, that's sort of what he expressed. He said, I don't know why we're there. And he said, originally, I thought it was a good idea. He says, I, I don't think so now. So
0: there are a lot of people like him I think. There are a lot of people. I mean even Mark was uh in favor of the war in the very beginning and uh true. and quickly changed his tune. But I think there are a lot of people that had that same viewpoint and uh, that's going to be a critical factor when it comes to the 2008 elections. Is You're right. And maybe
2: this is just sentimentally what I'm expressing sentimentally uh you know I don't have any constructive ideas to add to it per se but I heard you guys talking about it and uh, and I thought immediately of this man I was on the plane with this man and he had just come from Iraq and he mm-hmm. said you know we're out there trying to help these kids we're giving them candy we're doing all these things and and people still hate us
1: yeah well i i've got a solution and and it's very constructive put every member of the military on the first thing smoking out of Iraq and the Middle East and every other country that we're in around the world absolutely i mean Think about it for a second. How many countries' militaries are occupying here in this country? I mean, how zero. Many, how many military bases of other countries are here in this country?
0: Right. And how much? And if the uh, you know the Red Chinese had a military base down the road, would them handing out candy to children make you feel any better about them being here? <laughs> it, I just, I, it, I you know, they, we have no business. Our military right. has
1: no business in other countries, whether yeah, their government they governments. Certainly
2: have no business in another country if that country is not gone after us directly right and we haven't declared war or, or even right.
1: if they, or if their corrupt government um, has just said that it's okay for us to be there and as far you as when it. i say corrupt government i i, I really mean that their government that cannot possibly represent 100 percent of their people most of those governments around the world uh, don't even claim to represent their people and <laughs> they yeah. even give yeah. it a shot. It's-
2: it's a shame, and and one other thing I should mention, to you guys, you just inspired me to think of this, gentlemen. Was that uh, today I happened to catch something on television, one of these political pundit shows from Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. they talking about we need to get out of Iraq or we need to stay in Iraq, and I right. said, you know, the, the whole we inclusive thing. Really, can you include me or you or anybody else, given the way that the government is structured now? I mean, how much representation do you really get, and is it really we or is it the federal government? Yeah,
0: it's them. I'm not involved. Yeah. I, I, don't want, I don't want to pay taxes to those people, and I don't want to be a part of the decisions that they make. I don't want the services that they offer. I'm not, I'm not involved with the, uh, the federal government. No thanks.
2: It's, it's a real shame to look at the, this sort of policy, how it splits people up, neighbor against neighbor where maybe there's a neighbor down my street where i'm talking to you right now and they've got a son or daughter over there and they might be incensed by us saying you're going to give up you're just going to leave and yet we're all stuck under this situation at least their child volunteered for this but their child is there illegitimately
0: yeah i want yes i do want to give up because i want your son or daughter to come home alive and i'm an awful person because of that
2: yeah well great topic you guys i'm so glad you brought it up and just wanted to thank you both. I'll talk to you Monday. Thanks, guys. See you uh, Monday Mark. night. Thanks, Mark, thanks for the call, man. You got it. Good all right, dude.
0: 800 259 9231 Oh, he's talked to you all week long. It's yeah, right. no personal
1: messages <laughs> on the air. <laughs> so I, I you know, I I understand what you're saying as far as you want their son or daughter to come home, and it sounds kind of manipulative, and I'd like to maybe maybe rephrase it a little bit. I don't see any value. American boys and girls young men and young women dying in the sand in Iraq. I just see
0: no value. Over 3,000 of them have died so far, and again, the report earlier this week shows that Al-Qaeda is stronger than ever.
1: And as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> they are free to die anywhere they wish. As far as I'm concerned, if your son or daughter thinks that it's their patriotic duty to pull out a 45 and shoot themselves in the head in the middle of um, the square, uh, you know, middle of the square, that's fine with me. Sure, if they want to throw their lives away, sure, that's their best. I think they business. should leave a few bucks for the cleanup, but um, yes. other than that, you know, that uh, they're free to do that. And I wouldn't, I, I believe that people have and died for that particular freedom. I, however, do not want to pay all oh, billions and billions and billions of dollars mm-hmm. as, as a taxpayer to have them do it. F- over $400 billion to date. Did you see that the Senate raised the bounty on uh, Osama bin Laden? From, I didn't see that. Yeah, I believe, I don't have the story in front of me, uh, pardon me if I've got it wrong, but I believe they raised it from 10 to, I think they may, may have raised it to $50 billion. 25, yeah, $25 okay. million to $50 million dollars yeah 25000000 to 50000000 dollars we spent 400 billion dollars going into Iraq. Right. Why didn't Why isn't the bounty on uh, Osama bin Laden $100 a hundred cool billion. billion dollars? I it was just a billion. I mean, That's pretty I, cool. Yeah, a billion dollars would be significantly
0: higher than it is right now. Yeah. So it's it's ludicrous. Well, why is that, Mark? It's an easy answer, right? They because don't if you want to find him, well, maybe that, but also if you put a if. Uh... If you put a billion-dollar bounty on Osama bin Laden's head and you don't spend $399 billion on war stuff, mm-hmm. then the military-industrial complex doesn't make any profits. Yeah, that's the, true. The uh, the military-industrial complex, those who are politically connected to those in Washington, D.C., and who get huge multi-million and billion-dollar right. contracts from D.C., they don't make anything off of a bounty.
1: You know, military-industrial complex sounds like such a liberal-loaded word. But it's true. There There are businesses based on... You know, war. Yep. Whether it's making pencils for people to, uh, you know, write stuff down. Whether it's missiles that catch other missiles in the air. Whether it's making machine guns. Whether it's making boots, um, fatigues. All these things are getting used up at a significantly higher rate than they are in peacetime. Do you think that's good or bad for those businesses? Do you think those businesses want that or not want that? Because I can't. Imagine. I don't
0: want Americans dying. That's. I, I feel that way, and I can't imagine what it must be like to be the CEO of one of these companies that's profiting from the deaths of American uh, boys and girls around the globe. That. How can you look at yourself in the mirror? More on the way. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and vote for us over at vote.freetalklive.com. It takes you less than a minute. All you need is your email address, and it's secure. You're not going to have your email address sold or spammed or anything like that. It's just used for verification purposes to prove you really are a real person and you're not trying to spam the poll or anything. So go to vote.freetalklive.com to cast your vote for the show. It helps keep us in the number one slot. We uh, are which, in the we are currently? Yep, sure. Okay, good. Good to know. Um, and we want to stay there, so we need your vote. It's once per month. Vote.freetalklive.com. Being number one means more people see the show and then listen to us and then discover freedom. So it's a good thing. Vote.freetalklive.com. To the phones and to the fun amplifier line and Matt in Massachusetts. Hello, Matthew. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind?
3: Uh, just uh, be sure to call the police because uh, you're talking to a man who's on the lam. Oh, no. Oh, what's going yeah. on? Uh, let's see. This morning, when I was getting... Uh, going to work, I stopped to fill up the uh, car, and uh, was put the in Massachusetts we do uh, a little switch that you can put on the uh, gas pump to make it so you don't have to hold the thing for the whole time if you're filling up the car.
1: Sure, there's yeah. a there's a little click thing. Yeah, a little little flip
3: switch, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that right. um, with they so they took those out a long time ago. I don't you know. And the,
0: you don't have those anymore.
3: Nope. And um, uh, so what people have been doing is we just use, use, just slide the gas cap in there, and that <laughs> blocks it. And and uh, so I'm just doing that, just waiting, looking at the, watching the gas pump, and this woman just comes up to me, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, I'm, uh, sorry, yes?
0: Wait, now is hold this, on. Is she a gas station no, attendant no, no,
3: no, this is a woman who's... Pumping gas, also. Okay, got it. She, yeah, she comes up to me. and says, excuse me, excuse me. You do realize it's against the law in Massachusetts to be doing what you're doing.
0: Oh well, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what was it you were doing?
3: I, I had the I had the um, gas cap there so in uh, blocking it. Wedged so, it. He wedged oh, the gas uh, yeah. cap into the
0: pump handle.
1: Okay, right.
3: so it's blocking it. So it does the same thing. That's did you advise her to
1: just simply to call the police? <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of some I was thinking of a lot of smart smart.
0: Oh, she couldn't to, call uh, Wait, wait. She couldn't call the police because that's against the law too. You can't uh dial the cell phone, phone Which by is the gas pump. which is
1: just ludicrous that cell phones start fires at gas pumps.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, I was just, you know, and I I'm not in the mood for sitting here, but I'm thinking uh yeah, you know, I am just want to get in the car and drive away. Right. But uh this woman is uh just giving me this lecture and I'm just uh, like, "Oh, and sure enough, on, the, on the, the pump, I've never seen it before. I've been to them many times. But there was a big sign It says, state law, uh, blah, 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 blah. You're not allowed to be doing what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm just I'm like, oh, my man. Not that it surprises me, but it was just uh, she's sitting there giving me this whole, you know, and I'm kind of droop, you know, a little, uh, you know, foggy from just getting up. And, right. you know, I haven't had my coffee yet. And hearing this woman's going off about me, you know, pumping my gas wrong.
0: Well, apparently it's your responsibility to read absolutely every single uh, sign they post on the gas pumps.
3: Yeah, but this is just ridiculous. This is like New Jersey where pretty soon we're not going to be able to pump our own gas. You know, uh, what, what was
0: the reason? Did she tell you why it's illegal? What's... Of course.
3: It doesn't matter why to her, to people like this, uh, Ian. It's it's just that it's against the law, and that's all that matters.
0: Right. I just want to know what their excuse was for
3: uh. I have no clue there's no I can't even see that there'd be any problem with it. What, you lose a gas cap if it fell out i don't I don't know
1: <laughs>
0: who knows
3: I have no idea well it's because I mean, the
0: the devices these days the the pumps are set to automatically shut off uh even if you've got it wedged on they're they're set to automatically turn off if they you know if the gas reaches uh, too high a level in the tank
3: exactly and so, they have been they've been that way for years right i mean it's not like it's some new thing. You know, so what, or,
0: So how did this end up uh, ending? I mean, did she I call the cops just, or what? Uh,
3: no, no, I just ended up nodding, and she just uh, just stared at me, exasperated that I didn't say a word to her, and she just got in the car and left.
0: Oh, so you didn't actually uh, satisfy her by removing the, the pump cap?
3: No, I just kept, I just, just stood there and <laughs> why went, Why would uh-huh. you? You criminal you. Yeah, that's why I said you need to call the cops, because I'm on the lam. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Amazing. All
0: right, guys. Well, Thanks for the night. story, man. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Wow, I never heard of that one before. Can someone explain the rationale behind it, if there is any? It makes perfectly good
1: sense that it would be against the law. I have no idea why it would be, because you know, if it somehow you're setting the you know pump up to do something it wasn't exactly designed to do. And I can imagine that all of the little do-gooders out there that want to make sure that you don't have any fun in life um, would absolutely not want you to be able to put the little pump thing in place and walk away and do your windows on your car.
0: Excuse me. Excuse me.
1: Do you know that's against the law? I mean, what if, what if I've been maybe typing busy all day? Body. What if I've uh, been typing all day or I've been swinging a hammer all day and my arms are tired just from gripping something all the time? I know it's important to you little busybodies that I hold the handle, but it might right. be
0: difficult for me. And I just, <laughs> what if I you've got arthritis? I mean, I mean, I had a, a three month period or so, maybe even longer than that, where my hands were very, very weak. And if I were to be doing that, um, it would be pretty strenuous for me. Yeah. It would hurt. hmm. Anyway, very strange. 800-259-9231 if you've got a busybody story you want to share with us. In the meantime, speaking of busybodies, uh, Washington, D.C., apparently there was a group of uh, so-called Christian busybodies that uh, interrupted something. What went on, Mark? Right.
1: Well, um, this is, uh, this is, today is a uh, historic first for religion in America's civic life. For the first time, a Hindu delivered the morning invocation in the Senate chamber. Now, you know, I, I don't really believe that there should be any prayers going on necessarily in the Senate chamber. I understand why these guys do it; um, it's sort of to, it, it's it's a little PR for everybody who believes mm-hmm. in um, religion and that kind of thing. And there's all kinds of people in America who believe all kinds of different religions. Right, it's a show. Um, it, yeah. It's a it's a bit of a show, which is it's. I don't think it should be done. I, you know, we we are not a religious nation. Our government is not should not be involved in religion in any way, shape, or form, condoning any kind of religion. I agree with that. But um, it seems like if you're going to do the prayer thing, that it should be respectful. And I'm, I don't know whether I don't know. I'm kind of confused on this issue. So I'm gonna, let me read the well, story. Well, it seems and then like if you're
0: you going to allow the Christian prayers to to uh, to be done, then you're going to have to by proxy allow every other type right. of religion to pray, and Wiccans I guess,
1: and everybody else. I, I guess I want to look at this story from a couple of different angles. Okay. Um, so anyway, let me read what happened here. Um, Let's see, apparently they they found out the ceremony was disrupted by three Christian right activists. I'm not even sure what you would have to call these people, so let's just call them Christian right activists. Um, The three protesters who all belong to Christian right anti abortion group Operation Save America (laughs) and apparently traveled to Washington, D.C. all the way from North Carolina, interrupted by loudly asking God's forgiveness for allowing the false prayer of a Hindu in the Senate chamber. Lord Jesus, forgive us, Father, for allowing a prayer of the wicked, which is an abomination in your sight, said the first protester. This is an abomination, he continued, and we shall have no other gods before you. Wow. um, Yeah, blathered on like a a madman for for a period of time here. They Um, weren't removed? I'm sure they were (laughs) removed. Okay. (laughs) But that's not really the issue. So, here's what... (sighs) First off, if the if the um if the roles were reversed, if we were doing if Hindus, if three maniacal Hindus came to the Senate while um, maniacal some Christi- whatever, yeah, okay. pardon me, maniacal uh, Hindus had come to the uh, Senate while a Christian was giving the invocation, the normal Christian chaplain or whomever was doing it, Christians would be outraged and uh, right pray so. to I don't know Shiva or Vishnu or. Uh, ganesh or whomever the Hindus have, don't have gods do they yeah they have all kinds of de- oh, gods okay. they, they have the, like the multi-armed gods with like the the demon heads and right the swords on. and stuff yeah I mean their gods have some fun going on I have the uh, I have that little ganesh statue that I have um, in the car he's, he's uh, good luck know. and stuff anyway um, I'm no Hindu by any stretch of the imagination I just like the idea that somebody believes that there's a god with an elephant head <laughs> <laughs> it tickles the crap it was six arms it tickles the crap out of me um so if if these maniacal uh, Hindus come into the um, Senate chamber and they they ask for forgiveness from these gods um, for, you know, pray, somebody praying the false god, don't they, I mean, what? who would be outraged? Wouldn't they be outrageous? Wouldn't it be crazy? I mean, these people would be fringe lunatics if if they right. were done such a thing. And, and, you know, clearly wrong. I guess I want Christians to look at it from that angle. And secondly, I guess my other question is, this is... These um, people from Operation Save America. This is their United States Senate. They paid for this. They paid for the um, money to operate this building. Uh, Their ancestors paid for the money to build it. Mm -hmm. Um, This is their government, their representative form of government. Do they not have the right to go in there? And scream at the top of their lungs like a bunch of crazed lunatics um, to ask God to save them from uh, you know whatever wrath He might bring down upon them for allowing a Hindu to to pray in the uh, uh, the Senate chambers. Well, if Don't they, have they that really right. have
0: that right, well, if they have that right, then everyone else has that right, and then everybody will just go in there and scream a lot. Tragedy Which of the wouldn't commons. be so bad. Tragedy of the commons, baby. I'd actually like to see that happen. Let's have a whole bunch of groups get in there and <laughs> scream in the Senate chambers, and then maybe they won't be able to get anything done.
1: I I don't know. I I'm, I'm just baffled by this whole thing. Yeah. It doesn't seem like these Operation Save America people, although clearly not very tolerant, um, have done anything terrible. And I guess um, another question I have is: if you're a real Christian, if you really believe what the Bible says, didn't these people do the right thing? I mean, didn't they? Isn't that what you should be doing? Asking God's forgiveness for these, uh, you know, having go- um, these false gods before him and your nation plundering its way down to hell?
0: 1-800-259-9231 if you want to answer that. Uh, hour two's coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via our toll-free number. 800-259-9231 would be the cycle CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. Mark, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away, so do enjoy those on us. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. You know what, Mark? I was uh, an awful, awful call screener during the break. We had a call roll in on the amp line, and I didn't bother to screen it. So let's go unscreen to the amplifier line. Who's this? Uh, This is Matt. Actually, I did screen your call, didn't I? All right, Matt. You did. Uh, We've had too many Matt's calling this show. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's on your mind?
4: Uh, I got another uh, busybody story for you. Oh, boy. I was uh, discussing this at work with a coworker. And he told me this story. He was driving home the other night, and uh, he went to pass a motorcycle that was in front of him uh, because the motorcycle was going too slow, he felt. Mm -hmm. And as he was trying to pass the motorcycle, the motorcycle decided to speed up. So he didn't try to pass the motorcycle anymore. He got behind the motorcycle, but he started getting real close to him, trying to push the motorcycle to move forward. So they came to a stoplight, and the guy in the lane next to him Pulled up to him, told him to roll his window down. He rolls his window down, and the guy in the next lane was telling him, you're too close to that motorcycle. Move back from that motorcycle. And he had some nasty words to say to the gentleman
1: that was telling him this.
0: Well, it doesn't sound as though he was driving too safely. I mean, it's it's not not a good idea to tailgate. It sounds like a
1: mess already. Go ahead. (laughs) But... uh, uh,
4: the, 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 that's about that's about the extent of the story It happened at, a, at the next light too
1: mm-hmm.
3: The guy
4: on the motorcycle didn't mind The guy on the motorcycle wasn't saying anything and He says the guy on the motorcycle was looking in his rearview mirror He knew he was there It was this guy in the next lane And we were discussing how people feel Like they have to intrude On other people's lives like that
0: Well now would and, you say that Now let me give you an example of where I took the time To intrude on somebody's life I was at a gas pump down in Florida, pumping gas into my vehicle, and I was just standing there, you know, looking around, just, that's, that's all you have to do when you're pumping gas, and there's a guy across the, uh, the, the, you know, the next pump across from me, straight across from me, that's pumping gas with a lit cigarette in his mouth. And, you know, I, I said, hey man, do you mind putting that out? And so I think I said, "Oh yeah, and he, you know, reached up, put it down, and, and stomped it out." Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like I put was some gas
1: on it to make sure it was out.
0: I didn't feel like I was out of line by doing that. In that case, you know, my life was sort of in jeopardy because gas fumes are, you know, fairly flammable. He's smoking a cigarette. Does, would that have made me a busybody in that case? No, but your life
4: was in danger. Well, I think your life, that... your life was actually in danger. If I'm driving along and somebody else is tailgating someone else. I might pull back myself just to stay out of their way. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to tell him, look, well, you know, this is how you drive. He drives how he drives. I mean, unless he's like way out of line, like weaving back and forth and uh, doing things that are obviously endangering uh, myself and others, I'm not going to say to somebody, hey, don't tailgate him. Yeah. Um, you know, you know I... and, and this guy that I'm talking to is a professional driver. He drives every day for a living. Gotcha. So he knows what he's doing. When he's talking about getting up close to somebody's bumper, he's not talking about uh being right up there where he's you know, where where he's becoming a danger. He's talking about just creeping up on, on
5: stuff. Yeah,
0: I'm not bumper. defending the guy. I'm not defending the guy that spoke out. I'm just saying that there's there's a hazy line between, you know, where it's appropriate and, and where it's not
1: you know and i would also have to say that i i in general support people um telling other people how it is they feel about their actions if they've got some um you know critique i am for that what i'm against what i'm what what bothers me is uh, i i guess uh when people start passing laws and using the rule of law in, in those particular instances i'll i'll tell you there's a good there's a right way and a wrong way to t- tell somebody and sometimes you know, as humans, we're in crappy moods, and we yep. tell tell people in the wrong way. And um, sometimes we do it in the right way, and people still take it wrong or whatever. But, uh, you know, if I see somebody litter, and it has nothing directly to do with me, I generally say, hey, I think you dropped something.
4: Well, mm-hmm. in this case, the gentleman did tell uh, the driver eventually, look, if you don't back off that motorcycle, I'm going to call 911. Mm-hmm. So he did threaten to call the police. Yep. Uh, which is, I think... That, that is a mentality that is put in our kids from the schools. Mm-hmm. I think that they are teaching our kids. To be
1: tattletales. I think you're right about that. And I'll tell you what happens when you call 911. Here's how how that's going to go down. I mean, whether the guy whether you're doing whether the guy continues to do the same thing, your friend um, continues to do the same thing. Whether he creeps up a little, whether he comes back, whatever it is, the cops. Uh, if the cops actually do manage to get involved, it's not going to go well for your friend. It is. Um, there's no charge for you know being a stupid tattletale. There's no charge for that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know the cops will just pull your friend over and say, hey, you need to back off. You know and they'll talk to him. So that's you know i think you're right in that respect that that's that's how that's, that's going to go down
0: that's if the cops even show up before if they the guy turns it. off the road. Matt, thanks for the story. We appreciate the call. 800-259-9231 if you've got a busybody story. If I saw somebody doing something I didn't like on the road, I don't think I would ever say anything to any of any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of how dangerous or if I thought they were putting people's lives in jeopardy. Just because I know how upset people can be on the road. They're very testy. You know, Road rage can happen at any moment. The last thing you want is to roll down your window and say something to someone uh, critique them for something and have them you know, ram you or pull out a gun or something like that. I would stay away from anything like that. Yeah. But I it's mean, a, it's a it's a very hazy sort of a situation. You know, where is it appropriate to say something versus where is it appropriate to stay silent? Yeah, I think that uh, people have a tendency, you know, when it comes to road rage, that
1: motorcycle had the opportunity to speed up if you wanted to, Um, you know, that. I, I think that perhaps the uh, the driver might have had a chance to uh, go around again. You never know. You never know with passing situations how it's going to go down. I think I'd definitely leave that guy alone. One eight
0: hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to John in Scotland. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, John.
1: Good
5: evening, gentlemen.
0: Hey, what's hey. on your mind?
5: Um, I was just listening to you guys there, and Ian, you mentioned about the, the guy that was uh, smoking in the petrol station or oh, the gas station. Yes. Um, well, I. <laughs> That's the UK completely banned smoking everywhere, in uh, pubs, clubs, any enclosed spaces. Right. Apart from one town, um, you were saying about busybodies, the one time the bureaucrats actually were too lazy um, to enforce their own rules. There's one town in Britain called Smoke, uh, Smoke on Print, um, where the smoking ban isn't in effect. Mm-hmm. because The bureaucrats didn't fill out like the correct paperwork. Um, Sorry, where was so this again? Now, Stoke-on-Trent.
0: Somewhere in, Flan- well, in France?
5: It's in England.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, we, I, I don't it's recognize a little, the name. It's a little town or something?
5: Yeah, it's just a very small town, and uh, the bureaucrats forgot about the paperwork.
0: <laughs> Good. Um, so, wait, the National everyone. Smoking Ban had to be filled out. There, there had to be some sort of local version of paperwork filled out in order for the National Smoking Ban to go in effect in this little town?
5: Yeah, the the people that enforce the ban are um, employed by the actual pencils, uh, the, the the local bureaucracies.
0: I um, see, and so they didn't employ the right people. John, we're having a tough time with your connection, man, but thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, one of those international sound like a VoIP line or something like that, mm. a little iffy. Was going poorly, yeah. yeah. 800-259-9231, unscreened call on the amplifier line. Who's this?
4: This is Jim from Second
0: Life. Jim, what's on your mind?
4: Hey, I wanted to real, real quick uh, correct you on the uh, cigarette thing. Uh, cigarette cherries—the cer- the cherry from the cigarette butt—is not hot enough tonight. I take my gas papers. So
1: There's they say,
4: dude. I don't
0: care, man. I saw somebody smoking a cigarette near an open, you know, a gas tank, and uh, I don't care if that's the physics behind it have or not. Ever, but have you ever the crap on, I, out I, of me. I get what you're saying. Have you ever pulled
1: on a cigarette and had just like uh, some of this Class A tobacco just kind of pop and shoot off a spark?
4: Yeah, well, the reason why they don't want you to do it is because you're lighting it. I've I've actually tried it uh, in my backyard. I was trying to convince my friends that, yes, it does does catch uh, gasoline on fire, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't couldn't get it to light, and I tried, uh, you know, wasting like five cigarettes
1: on this thing. Oh, I'm sure that I'm sure that's true, and uh, but but you know when with five seconds uh, or five cigarettes, you're still talking about empirical data. Um, you're not talking about you know scientific, and I uh, you know I get it. These are the sort of tests that I'm not interested in performing, though.
0: Wait, are you <laughs> saying the cigarette? Let me make sure I got this clear. You're saying that a, a lit cigarette will not ignite. Liquid gasoline or vapor gas? It won't
4: gas? Light the gasoline and it won't like the vapor. And you can't really light gasoline anyway. You can only light the vapor.
0: All right, man, I'll take your word <laughs> for it, but that doesn't make me feel any safer in that particular yeah. situation. Well, I appreciate whatever. the call, Jim. 800-259-9231. Just please, don't smoke around things that are flammable. I don't care what the physics are. It just scares me. More on the way. 800-259-9231. The 10 tips to improve your self-esteem. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airways via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free. Shrine of Female listeners is included we got dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. That is Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com.
1: The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit RLC.org and click Join Us Today. We'll find liberty together. That's RLC.org.
0: Mark, you have the 10 self-esteem-improving tips. We like to do a top 10 list when we come across them, and this one sounds like it might be kind of helpful. Yeah, I I like this one. Um, You know, I I read self-help books now and then, and I I always
1: get charged up from them. That's what they're intended to do. Yeah, that's the intent. And, you know, a little bit of charging is not a terrible thing. All right, number one. This is, uh, you know, not not the 10 most important. So So there's there's no order for these? Right. Okay. Uh, Do what you love. Everyone loves doing something, and when you indulge yourself in your love, you improve the way you feel about yourself. You improve your self-esteem. Excellent. I love that one. That's Excellent. a good nice. one. I tell you, I I didn't do what I love for quite a few years of my life and found it difficult to be excited about the work that I did. And when was that? When you were in jail? Well, and after. you know, I, Until I found radio, I didn't really enjoy working. So what did you do after you got
0: out? You did, uh, let's see, there was the gym membership sales. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, you there know, was a, the and personal Ill, trainer
0: thing. There was the ill-fated uh, golf club sales. Yeah, that that went very thing. poorly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I sort of invested in that while I was uh, while I was doing that. That wasn't before. That was uh, sort of while I was doing uh, right ad sales. Um, basically, I worked at restaurants, you know, waiting tables and that kind of thing, and and uh, did you know worked as a personal trainer. So
0: so stunk. Now, now they're not actually saying do what you love for a living mm-hmm. because not everyone can get paid for doing what they love. But it's that true. doesn't mean you shouldn't. That doesn't mean you should throw it by the wayside. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you should abandon your favorite hobbies or the, the things that you like to do simply because they aren't profitable for you. Um, you know, if you continue doing them long enough and you cultivate enough network, uh, you know, you network enough, you meet enough people, then maybe if there is some way to profit from it, you'll figure it out down the line. At the very least, you'll have spent uh, some of your leisure time doing the things that you like to do the most.
1: And, you know, it's not like the single only thing you can do to make your life better there's nine other sure uh number two help others out nothing makes you feel warm and glow um than when you are unselfishly helping others oh gosh it's still selfish to help others i understand but you could you still sort of feel unselfish as you're doing it right which is a which you is know, a very selfish it's a feeling you're looking for so therefore yes. it's selfish uh, of course, you can argue that it's uh, that in and of itself is selfish, but if you take that line of thought. Is that what thought, it says in the article? Yep. Oh, okay, great. But if you take that line of thought, then you must um, think that existence is selfish. Forget that. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just do a good deed, help someone out, doesn't have to be a big deal, and it doesn't have to cost any money.
0: Yeah, don't feel... I mean, as far as volunteering is concerned, there are all sorts of volunteer opportunities out there. And you don't have to get involved
1: with a group. I, I remember my, my grandmother used to have a friend that was across the street. My grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. Her friend was still living, but her kids were far away. And, you know, she didn't want to move into a nursing home. She did, finally. But uh, for... Like a year, I'd go over and I'd, I'd mow her lawn and, um you know, pick up the oranges around her orange trees and just do a little bit of stuff here and there. Just to be nice. And just to be nice. Uh, I did get a meal usually out of it. Uh, she would cook a meal, which I, I thought was great. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just really did it to be nice. And it was it's a great feeling.
0: I agree. Um, But, you know, you don't necessarily... Again, you don't... Have to, I, I like that you point out you don't have to get involved in a group to, mm-hmm. to help somebody else out. And in many cases, you aren't going to get recognition for what you do, but that's okay as long as the person who you're helping recognizes that you're helping them, then, mm-hmm. you know, that, that feels good. And even if they don't know, even if it's something totally uh, anonymous, uh, that you can still feel good about dropping a few quarters into, uh, or whatever, you know, into uh, some sort of donation box, mm-hmm. you're helping. I mean, it's not a, it's not volunteering, which is a little more, I think, rewarding. I think, you know, when it comes to helping people, you can either give money or you can give your time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like your time is a little more um, rewarding. But then again, some people are so pressed for time that they don't really believe they have it, in which case, they if you're for time, you probably have a little bit of money to spare. You know, I've got to say that uh, Jason from
1: SACL C A I, he said exactly that. You know, I would I would love to be able to spend the time bringing libertarian message to to people like the way you guys do. I don't. I'm busy making money. Right. So I'm going to give you guys uh, some money, the money. In, in the yeah. form in the form of advertising, so you're able to go out and continue doing that. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. Number um, three, there's uh, no one that has no strengths. Everyone is good at something. Know what you're good at. Give yourself a pat on the back. Do things that bring this quality out into the open. Exercise it and make it stronger. So acknowledge your strengths. Okay. Number four, don't put up with crap. I like that one. There's no reason you should tolerate other people being mean to you, even if they um, what they say they are doing is um, they do with love. Make sure people know they should be nice to you, and if they refuse, walk away from them. I like that. Even if they're your family, I think that's important to, to add. I think that that, I, I, absolutely. If there's a family member that's just, Giving you, you have you like no hell.
0: obligation to anybody unless you've specifically gone out there and created an obligation. Yep. Number five, drop your negative friends.
1: Hang out with people who Absolutely. are positive. This is the best one so far. Uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a good one. Hang out with people who are positive and support you. It may be fun to bitch and moan, but if you hang out with these types of people, you will eventually become one of
0: them. You may have noticed that people who bitch and moan are never happy <laughs> yeah uh, this is one of the this is one of the axioms that I try to live life mm-hmm. by is you you associate with people uh in your life and the people that you choose to associate with or and be friends with more importantly will either bring you up or bring you down. Yeah, now, I don't know wh- who I'm paraphrasing. I don't know who originally uh said that, but it's 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 so true. Uh if you hang out with trashy people that drink and do drugs all the time, then you're going to end up being uh you know Piss poor and drinking and doing a bunch of drugs, and if you hang out with people that are uh, wealthy and that are moving up in life, then uh, you know, or, or at least moving in the right direction and are mm-hmm. positive, then you're going to be moving in that right direction as well. So you know, reject the uh, the downer people and associate with those who are positive. I totally agree with that. I have
1: to it agree makes a big too. difference. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big one, and you know, that's the that's the way you get a, get ahead in life. You just don't hang out with bad people. Number six, do your research. A lot of self-help books are a waste of time in the sense that the only person um, who can change you is you. Reading even this blog post will not change you unless you get emotionally involved with the information, which is really hard and it's really dry and boring. So read biographies of people you respect, people who do positive things and attain huge success. Learn from the master, not the self-help guru, who is always in debt. I think a lot of
0: people think that You know, only certain people can make it. I think there's this sort of mindset that only certain people can make it. I can't make it. I'm just your average Joe, uh, that sort of thing. Oh, Ian and Mark, they're radio talk show uh, stars. I could never do that myself. But you and I are just average people. We just happen to have figured out how to get microphones in front of us. It's really true. And uh, really, don't let... Don't let people fool you into thinking that there's some special class of people that are just better than you are. Um, they would like you to think that. Yeah. Read, Hen-
1: read Henry Ford's biography. Now the guy's a socialist, but uh, you know, read his biography. Right. Just see, see how it was successful he. Read. Oh uh, uh, gosh, what's the guy's? Uh, the Wendy's uh, owner, Dave, Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas. Read Dave Thomas's bi- biography. Is all it takes is drive. Yes. It's all you have to do is
0: intend to succeed. And work towards it. And work hard. Continue to work towards it. Put your butt off. Uh, Set goals. We talked about that last week. Mm -hmm. Those are really important to have. And what what do we got, five more? Uh, I believe so. Five more tips on improving your self-esteem and thereby improving your life as well. Three more, actually. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CA toll free line for you. If you've got a tip that we haven't mentioned, if uh, there's a tip that's not on the, this list, we'd love to hear from you. What has helped you in your life? This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. All the features are totally free. And those features include the bulletin board system. We're approaching 250,000 posts. got about 1,600 people interacting, serious issues, and fun stuff. You'll find it all discussed. And it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Do you know that 9 out of 10 lawsuits in the world are filed right here in the United States? Any number of lawsuits, court orders, or greedy bureaucrats could leave you and your family penniless at keepyourassets.net. They're experts in sheltering your wealth. You'll see keepyourassets.net can help you be protected against those that wish to take your assets. That's keepyourassets.net. I use them. They're good folks. So we're talking about um, the 10 things that you need to know to help improve your self-esteem and, by proxy, your life. Because um, if you've got higher self-esteem, then you're just going to feel better in general. Well, I do have good uh, good self-esteem, poor math skills. There's four left. Okay. Okay. If so, you've missed the first six, then grab the archives later tonight at
1: freetalklive.com. Um, number seven, learn to accept compliments. I think that this is great. Okay. Um, it's hard to accept a compliment and not dismiss it, dismiss it as being ridiculous. Uh, Someone has an opinion, and it should be respected, even if you do not agree with it. If um, people think good about you, then maybe you should too. And I think that gracious people accept compliments graciously. Um, You know, I believe that as far as gifts go. I believe that as far as compliments go. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Those kind of things. Don't poo-poo it. Don't put it down. That person has an opinion, and that opinion is worth something. Um, it's theirs. I, you know, I, People have lots of opinions that I'm not going to respect and that kind of thing. But when it comes to compliments, take them. Some people are just pulling your leg and trying to get on your good side. Mm-hmm. Other people, they're telling you something. They're sharing something from their heart, and uh, that deserves acknowledgement.
0: I agree with that, though. I mean, at the same time, when somebody compliments me... For instance, Julia will compliment me on things and, you know, I'll feel kind of uh, sheepish and, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, thanks. You know, you're partial. I know that. But, um, but the yeah. reason there's a reason she's partial. Yeah. You know, she's partial to you because she thinks you're
1: great. And, you know, what probably partially due to the fact that she's complimenting you. You know, that that has part of the whole reason that she's partial to you. She's not obligated to stay here and be your girlfriend. She's here because she chooses to be. It's true. So that in and of itself is complimentary. And I. I also think that this comes, uh, at least from my family. For me, this is how it was. I was raised not to accept things. Somebody offers you something, um, you know, hey, do you want – I've got a couple apples here. Do you want one? I was just raised not to accept them. You know, we are fine the way things are. We are – yeah, we we are proud, and we we don't do that. We just don't accept things. Mm -hmm. And – I don't... I've, I've changed my mind on that. Really? I think when it comes to... You don't have any problem. You,
0: if somebody's offering food, you'll take it. <laughs> depends. It depends. I've never seen you turn down food. Um, well, if it's expensive food, I'll... You know, hey, I'm a cheap date. I don't want you to spend a lot of money on me. That's sort
1: of thing. Um, I, I understand where you're coming from on that. The... But I just think that, um, you know, when people offer things, I, I, I try to accept those gifts. People do are you, offering them for a reason.
0: But do you turn it down once, and if they offer again, then no. you accept it? No, I generally... Um, it, unless... I try to
1: decide whether or not I want something. And then, um, you know, if I don't want it, I, I try to be as cordial as I can. No, thank you, you know, whatever. I try to turn it down in, in mm-hmm. a, a cordial manner.
0: And if I do want it a little bit, I accept it. I think that that's, that's generally a good thing to do, but then mm-hmm. there are, I think there are also exceptions to that rule. I don't think it's a hard and fast rule, no, for instance. there's no hard and fast rules. You know, to. we're we're doing this radio show. There are people that, just as an example, they want us to read their favorite book. Right, they'll send a book to us. In many cases, we'll get books unsolicited in the mail, and of course, then it's it's unsolicited. Nobody said anything to us. They just send us this. Say here, read this if you get a chance. But if somebody says, well, I want to send you this book, then I usually say, well, I really appreciate that, but honestly, I probably am not going to get able, you know, get around to reading it. At any time in the foreseeable future, I've got a stack of books that I would like to read that I haven't even taken the time to read personally. Um, And you know, I I try to let them know that I I appreciate what it is that they're offering and and thank them for it, but that at the same time try to um, very nicely back away from the offer in that particular case because I don't want them. I don't want to lead them on. I don't want to to accept it and say, yeah, thank you. That looks very interesting. When uh, it may indeed be interesting, but I know that I'm not going to be able to read it right I, you read less than I do
1: I generally um, read more and when when a book interests me and excites me I'll accept it from somebody and when you know if not I, I tell them you know there's probably somebody better to give this to than me mm-hmm. I'm it, I just can't get to it I'm because I do have a stack of books that I Right. I feel
0: better read. turning somebody down honestly than making them believe that I'm going to, to read this. Right. I and mean, we had a, a very nice uh, gentleman, I think his name was Sam, at the Porkfest mm-hmm. hand us this Nelson Mandela audio tape set or whatever it was. Um, I, and I told him, and he said, well, listen to this. I'm going to quiz you later. And I said, look, I'm, you know, honestly, I, I don't know if I've got enough time to listen to this. I just want to let you know about that. I appreciate it. I haven't seen it. that since we got it. It's in the box from Porkfest. I, I You're guess welcome I to take it out effort. and
1: take it home with you if yeah. you want. May should make an effort. I could play it during uh, telephone calls. All right. Anyway, on to number eight. Moving on. Include positivity in your life. I'm not talking any airy, fairy, chant in the mirror whilst naked. Probably wouldn't hurt. It's not a I need to thing. take a positive slant on everything automatically. The meat pie you just bit into... This must be English. The meat pie you just bit into may contain maggots, but maggots contain a lot of protein. Okay, that's a bit extreme. Yeah, that's looking on the bright side. But you get to the point. And, um... I I think that that's a very good thing. Um, when you when you look at, uh, I, I guess the best example I can give to that is I used to be kind of negative, um, about certain things, and then I I got transferred from one prison to another, mm-hmm. and I went from a youthful offender prison where I was the oldest guy there who had been um, in prison the longest. I'd you know at that point maybe five years or something okay. like that. Um, then I went to a another prison where the guy who had been there the longest had been there like forty five years. Right, and these guys were jaded cynical nothing was their fault it just it was it was awful to hear the negativity constantly coming out of all these ex-convicts mouths Hmm. or these excuse me these convicts mouths um and i i realized hmm here's a connection most of these convicts believe everything is everyone else's fault Mm -hmm. and it all sucks perhaps should I, i should work on my own attitude and did you? Oh yeah, that's you good. You know, I I'd say that people would largely consider me to be very optimistic.
0: I think that's important. I think that's a great uh, a great idea being positive in uh, in your life and in your dealings with others especially and especially especially when you're dealing with somebody that you have something negative to say to. Uh this is something that if you read uh like how I found uh, excuse me, not how I found freedom but uh friends winning and friends and influencing people, people Dale by Dale Carnegie um it's a great lesson that if you've got a critique for somebody if you've got something that you need to say whether it be to a friend or a coworker or something like that find something positive about them or mm-hmm. something they've done something you can attribute to them find something positive and compliment them on that before you move into the critique portion because if you just jump right into the critique, they're going to be negative. They're going to see you as negative. They're going to uh, build up their defenses. They're going to build up their wall, dig into the trench, and they, they probably aren't really going to hear very effectively what it is that you have to say. And if they do hear what you have to say, they're not really going to process it and take it as seriously because they're just going to feel like you're just a negative, uh, negative Nancy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, what do you know? You're just a big jerk. Well, so,
1: yeah, I think that's it. Maybe it's, yeah. you're a big jerk and I'm just not going to listen kind of thing. Right.
0: So say something positive first. Yeah.
1: So compare yourself against... This is number nine? Yes, number nine. Thank you. Um, compare yourself against yourself. If you look at how you were doing yesterday and how you're doing today, there's an improvement and, and then that's great. If there's no improvement, then you know you need to improve your efforts. Don't start comparing yourself to other people saying you are poor compared to Donald Trump or just, um, it, just to make yourself miserable or... It also doesn't make, any, um, it, it's, it's doesn't make any sense to compare yourself to the bum lying on the street. Well, at least I'm doing better than the bum lying on the street. Well, what's he got? He's lying on the street. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's absolutely true when it comes to improving yourself and, uh, and your self-esteem and those kind of things. At, f- from a realistic level, compare yourself to your actions um, all along.
0: Right, because you're the only one that you can really assess correctly. As far as you know, you may be able to tell that Donald Trump has more wealth than you, but that doesn't mean that he is any less perturbed or any less bothered by things in his life. That made a, you know, even though he's a wealthy man, that doesn't necessarily mean he's not having a tough time with his wife or girlfriend sure. or or stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Nice stuff is just nice stuff. Yeah. It doesn't change life. Um you know, I mean, so that, that doesn't, you know, don't worry about that stuff. 800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line for you, though. I think there's something to be said for comparing yourself to the bum on the street. I mean, that can kind of boost you a little bit. If you, I, it's an unrealistic if you're feeling boost. Yeah, but if you're feeling awful and you remember, well, somebody's always got it worse. That much is true. All right. So, uh, Travis is on the line in Mississippi. He's got some self-esteem uh, words for us, and uh, we'll talk to you about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. One more to go. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. That number again, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our website, we give them away. And if you want to voluntarily support the show... Considering we give everything to you for free, then you should become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get involved in the program, learn more about it. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. We're asking you for three bucks a month. Totally up to you if you want to join. If you do, you'll get some perks like access to the AMP-only call-in-line forum and chat room and uh, more details there at amp.freetalklive.com. But the main purpose is to help promote Free Talk Live, to get the show on more radio stations around the country and thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. So learn more over at amp.freetalklive.com. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. We are doing the 10 self-esteem-improving tips. We have one more to go. Mark, let's uh, nail it out there. Yep. Um, Number ten, there's no need
1: for you to put yourself down. Uh, Seeing yourself in a negative light, you're only reinforcing your low self-esteem. If you want to improve your self-esteem, ask yourself, how can I improve my self-esteem? The answer will always be, find one positive thing about yourself, and that will do it. So,
0: I guess, don't put yourself down. It's hard for me. I mean, I don't have to show up for a job anymore, necessarily. Mm -hmm. But I remember back when I used to work uh, for someone else, if I would ever make it there late... I'd beat the hell out of myself. Not physically, but but mentally. I would just tear myself up inside over it. And uh, I don't know if it. I don't really feel like it helped me, but I felt awful, and I wanted to just sort of wallow in in my misery, I suppose. I I don't know whether that's a self esteem issue as much as it's showing how
1: important it is to you to be on time and to to show up for work. But
0: wouldn't that be negative? Wouldn't that be being negative towards myself? I don't myself?
1: think I don't think that falls in the same category. Like Ian, you suck. You didn't make it here I on time. That, I, I think that that um, it, yes. Doing, being, showing to work up, uh, um, showing up to work on time is so important. It shows how important your job is to you. But as, as an employee there, I saw you coming in on time more often than anybody else. Yeah, I was only late like once or twice. And and so, uh, I understand beating yourself up. That's more of a, a a symptom of what you find important. I think. Okay. Okay. Um, so then, lo- don't take it too far. But yeah.
0: Then what's a better example of this than this being
1: negative towards oneself? I think that people there are some people that. Um, regularly put themselves down
0: just generally generally having that attitude about themselves right, like they, i'm incapable i'm useless or um, the, that's the sort of humor they le- learned um, self-deprecating humor
1: that mm-hmm. kind of thing um that can it can be a dangerous game sometimes it's funny sometimes it works some um, you know and, and it, everyone should use it a little bit self-deprecating humor that is yeah but it's a dangerous game if that's what you do all the time because then you really begin to believe it and no you're not the worst person in the world it sort of goes back a, to, a bad person
0: it sort of goes back to the you know the power of positive thinking right mm-hmm. i mean being positive in your life and uh, and just not just not being negative I, important yeah negative is uh being positive i think contributes to growth and uh being negative contributes to uh shrinkage for lack of a better word mm. yeah
1: i mean you know it, it, i i would have to agree you know being negative doesn't accomplish anything let's go to the phones talk
0: to Travis in Mississippi you're on Free Talk Live Travis Travis hello i'm
4: listening Listening to you on uh, Genesis Communications Network. Yes, sir. Yes. yes, sir. Does that bother you?
0: Why would that bother me? That's our network.
4: Because it's a kook radio
0: station. That's not a radio station. Yeah, Genesis a- Communications kook- Network is a, sa- is a syndicator. It puts different radio shows on a satellite system and then beams them down to radio stations. That's yeah, all GCN is. It promotes GCN kookery.
4: Is. It promotes kookery. I don't think
0: that's necessarily the case. Uh, the yes, gen- it is the case. Are okay, you calling... We'll oh. yourself Wait, now, hold on. Are you calling us a kook show?
4: No, I'm not. I'm just saying, does it bother you that you're on a network that promotes kookery?
0: Uh, I think there are individual shows on the Genesis Communications Network that might be a little bit kooky, in my opinion. No, no, not might be. Look, hold on just a second. Every show promotes
1: something, and Genesis has provided um, in the past and still continues to provide a, you know, programming, niche programming for people who want that programming. Do you think those people should have that programming, sir? No, no, I don't. They also have computer shows. That's because
0: you're a jerk. Well, they also have computer shows and car shows and gardening shows and all those other sorts of shows. What's kooky about that?
4: Nothing's kooky about that. I wonder if it bothers them, but they're on a program where Alex Jones is the number one show
0: actually i i don't know i don't know that he's
1: the number one show i don't know that alex jones necessarily is is the number one one show i believe that uh, hold on just a second i believe that tommy likus uh their auto show is on far bobby likus excuse me bobby likus far more far more stations than uh alex jones is i mean alex jones is a popular talk show host and a lot of people uh you know like to watch his show but i don't think that he's necessarily the number one show um we're certainly the number one growing show on genesis uh, so travis did you have anything constructive to say
4: I just wanted to just wonder if it bothered you that you're on a kook station. right.
1: you got the kook word out a couple of times, so that's pretty good. Do you have anything to back it up?
0: Thanks for the call. eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Oh, he's a kook. That's, a kook. Now, that goes back to what we're kook, talking kook. about, being negative. Yeah. Travis is a very negative, uh, very well, negative man. I, I, Does it bother me that they have some shows that we might not necessarily see eye to eye with? Uh, wh- whatever. I it mean, would bother me to be on premiere just as much to hear the,
1: you know... To come on after Rush Limbaugh or something? To come on, I mean, you know, just as much. It doesn't bother me, no. I mean,
0: right. it's a syndicator. They're syndicating shows. Right. What What I understand is that uh, Ted Anderson and the crew over at Genesis Communications Network, who, by the way, um, I'm going to to meet tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to go
1: meet him for the first time. Well, hopefully.
0: you you may or may not be going. Yeah, I may or may not be uh, But there, there's this Ed Brown concert here in New Hampshire in Plainfield at the, and the details are at Gen, uh, Genesis's website at gcnlive.com if you want to attend. Uh, but I'm going out there for at least an hour, I think at the very beginning of the show, maybe noon to one, something like that. And uh, Ted Anderson, the head of Genesis Communications Network, is going to be there. And so I'm looking forward to that. I've never met Ted before. And uh, sh- should I be concerned with whatever other programming Ted wants to put on his network? I think each program on the Genesis Communications Network is a separate entity um, in and of itself. I mean, the same thing with Premier, the same thing with Westwood One, and and all of the other uh, radio syndicators out there. Right, it hasn't stopped us from... getting on new stations, basically the clip of one
1: every month, if not faster.
0: No, it hasn't stopped us at all. And in fact, I don't I don't really pay attention to what else is on the Genesis Communications Network. I couldn't tell you what their current lineup is because it's not relevant to what we do on this show. What we're doing with Free Talk Live is just from 7 to 10 o'clock at night Eastern time. I don't know who's on at 10 in the morning. I don't know who's on on Saturday afternoons. I mean, it's it's not my business. I'm not the syndicator. So who cares? Um, I'm here to promote Free Talk Live, and by proxy, that will help GCN become more profitable, and that's all that matters, right, is that they can sell their advertising and yeah. make some money and pay for their satellite time and get, make some profit on top of all of that.
1: I Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's just he just wanted to say that Genesis is, uh, you know, that Alex Jones and some of those shows are kookery and, all I care about. I don't about, know. I don't even listen to them enough.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't listen to those guys at all. Uh, all I care about is that my show is available on Star Guide 3 ABC, which is the sort of the standard amongst the uh, the the radio business. StarGuide 3 is is a as a satellite. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. it's on AMC 8 is where that is, and Star Guide is a delivery system that uh, the radio stations use to pick up our show. That's all that's important, is that stations across the country can pick up Free Talk Live, and, and it, it doesn't matter what channel I'll we're on. i that some of the callers that have called in and dropped
1: Alex Jones's names are some of the kookiest callers that we have, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that necessarily they get on the air on Alex Jones' show. I don't really listen to it. But I can tell you I've listened to uh, Coast to Coast, uh, you know, over midnights on, on Premier, the right. number one uh, syndicator in the country, Premier, or, Aren't they know, the number one? Yeah, I would imagine they are. They're yeah, Rush problem. Limbaugh, um, and they've got Coast to Coast. No, ABC's pretty big too. Uh, oh, Coast to Coast is a huge show. Fine, the, Coast to Coast is the number one overnight and show. That, that 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 kind of cookery that goes on there with uh, I don't know aliens taking over and running our Remote government viewing oh, lizards. So okay,
0: yeah, so and that's some the same. But right, that's, that's the same syndicate that Rush Limbaugh's on. Right? Is
1: Rush Limbaugh ashamed of being on Coast to Coast? I don't think he thinks about it on a I daily basis. I wouldn't be basis. ashamed of it.
0: No. It's not a factor, and, and Coast to Coast isn't a factor in whether or not Rush is able to sell his show in the same way that uh, you know, Jeff Rents or, or Alex Jones, they aren't a factor in whether or not we can sell our show. Radio, radio station programmers understand that there's a difference between our program and theirs, and they, they're smart. They look at each program on an individual basis, and they say, okay, yeah, uh, not interested in that conspiracy stuff, but... I do like this free talk live. Those guys are exciting. They're interesting. They're controversial and all the other things that, you know, we've been we've been called by uh, by people in the industry. Yeah. I, I I've got to say that I sort of thought, I, I'll i admit that when we started on GCN, I sort of thought that, you know, we might be tainted a little bit in the business. But no one has ever said boo to us about the network that we were on. No. I and mean, we've talked to countless program directors. we've been yeah, to nobody industry. in the business. Right. We've been to industry conventions. And, uh, you know, people are pretty straight up and honest with us. And we've had consultants consult with the show. And no one has ever said, you know what, guys, you've got to get off that Genesis Communications Network. No one has ever said that to us. No. Because they understand that it's just a delivery method for, for this program. And
1: they understand it's great for us. Uh, we, you know, it, it, it keeps our overhead low. They take care of all the costs of syndicating us, and, and we do the show. Good for
0: us. You know what? I just noticed that we had another call. Craig, I hope he can hang on through the news. We will bring you on at the top of hour number three. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Coming up two California cities are mulling considering the most tough the toughest of smoking bans that America has yet to see we will clue you in on that on the way Hour 3 is coming up, this is your show, you take control, it's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives for just $3 a month you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players, get the details at amp.freetalklive.com that's amp.freetalklive.com This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark, join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on the site. Give them away, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Mark, you've got a Santa Cruz-based article to uh, to get to here, so make sure you get that ready for us. I'm, I'm ready to go. You are ready for that? Well, let's okay. go for that right now, actually, then, if you are that ready, because our, uh, our friends out in uh, on the West Coast have joined us for this hour, and so uh, let's go uh, Let's go to this. It's some sort of a czar position being created out that's, there? That's correct. Um, I, Craig has dropped off then? Yeah, we lost our caller. Great. So uh, what's going on out in Santa Cruz? Well, it's uh, from the
1: Santa Cruz Sentinel if humanity is heating up the planet, Santa Cruz wants to help cool it off. The city has created the position of Global Warming Coordinator, up to $80,000 a year to help prevent climate change, guide Santa Cruz in transportation and land use decisions, and they get the community involved in the effort. We think this uh, position will help address possible sea level rise, whether that's at <laughs> our uh, bluffs or at beaches or... Maybe even in our downtown planning director, Greg. What Larson the
0: hell is a bureaucrat going
1: to do to control the, the rise of the sea level? I don't have any idea, um, especially a, a city level bureaucrat. Right. Um, I suppose that one could say that uh, it's it's sort of it's more a
0: symbol. It's activism that we're, you know, we care this is
1: what the this is what governments around the world should
0: be doing. Right. We care so much about the environment. We're going to spend 80,000 taxpayer dollars per year on this useless position.
1: And, and that's really just um, what they're likely to pay the bureaucrat. Right, that, that's not what the bureaucrat's going to spend. Um, and, oh yeah, I he'll mean, be in we'll, charge of a budget. He'll have a budget. Right, and God knows how much that's going to be. Mm. Um, you know, so from a city, uh, you know, standpoint, what are do they? Do? You know, you're not going to change anything by your global warming czar. Right, and also, what about all the people, myself included, who are uh, somewhat conflicted as to the uh, evidence that's out there as far as global warming goes? I'm certain that the planet's right, um, getting warmer. I'm not certain that uh, carbon dioxide is the reason, and even if it is the reason, I'm not sure that it's because of human intervention um, that that's the reason. And if it is because of human intervention, I'm not sure that uh, Santa Cruz or the United States could do anything even if we cut our carbon uh, uh, dioxide emissions by 50%. There's a planet of uh, 6 billion people out there. We're only 300 million in America I'm not sure that any of that stuff matters. I do think that it's just plain old wrong to tell somebody this is how you're going to live your life and pass laws on what kind of products you can buy and what kind of products you can't. I think that it's right to offer people opportunities to save money and um, to be, do good things for the environment, that kind of thing, like when it comes to these little fluorescent light bulbs that that are so good for the environment, supposedly. Um, well, now they're saying they have mercury in them. Yeah, well, you know, supposedly they burn less fuel, right? That much is true. You will save money on your power bill over over time. You will. I think that those are a good thing. But I think that people should also be able to buy incandescent bulbs if they want them. I don't think California is looking at outlawing incandescent bulbs. Absolutely. So I'm just I don't know. This is this is how you use the rule of law in order to crush the opposition. I think it's No, I just don't think it's right.
0: So what is this? uh, I mean, have they announced who this bureaucrat is, or are they just creating the position? I think
1: they're just creating the position. They'll probably start interviewing at this point. Um, We think this position will help address possible sea level rise, whether it's at our bluffs or at our beaches, or maybe even in our downtown planning director, Greg Larson, said sea level rises in downtown. Hmm. Um, The preponderance of scientific evidence global and locally shows that global warming is a real threat. Not, um, to not only this community, but
0: the nation as well. What is it a th- how is it a threat, exactly? I, I, what, um, and maybe I just don't know enough about it, but well, if the, it gets a little warmer, what's, it, what's the big the temperatures,
1: deal? Is, uh, over the last 100 year, years, the temperature has risen um, on average of one degree. But wh- So what? Well, in another, I don't know, in, in, in the next decade, it could rise 10, 15, 20 degrees and, right, and, then and melt the... all the polar caps and we'd all die.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, don't but, think so. Here's and then I there's also get. the medieval warming period as well, which right. is uh, right. You the, the,
1: uh, there's definitely science that stands in the face of the idea that um, global warming is being caused by man. That uh, in any way, shape, or form, we can have anything to do well, about it. Well, the science it. shows. Here's that the, the Earth other is thing: warmed is in the, the past. Earth has changed over time. There is no static, perfect right. uh, way that the Earth is. If you think that the Earth is perfect because it was perfect in some moment in your uh, memory. You are wrong, because the Earth was perfect during the Ice Ages. The Earth was perfect during the medieval warm period. The Earth was perfect when meteors were striking it and it didn't have atmosphere. The Earth has been perfect all of those times. And if you want to change it from its perfect uh, metamorphosis. You are destroying the environment. These people and their, um, you know, the, the their desire to keep things the same way they are are doing absolutely the opposite of what they should be doing, which is preserving the Earth's ability to metamorphosize.
0: You know, these environmentalists that are so interested in keeping the status quo or reversing the uh, the course to what it was like a hundred years ago or whatever it is their goal is. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure, but they're I sort think, of I, what their goal is is to get rid of combustion engines and have us all live in caves. Well, they in that way, they have a lot in common with the conservative anti-immigration zealots. You know, these people that they just want to get... They want to protect their culture from changes. And, they, you know, they're so concerned about the changes that society's going through. And we want to preserve our culture. It's sort of that same mentality of uh, we want everything to stay static mm-hmm. the way it was. We want to go back uh, to regress back 100 years and then everything will be just fine if we could just, you know, change back. Sorry, you can't change it back. It's too late. Things inevitably are going to move forward. They're going to progress. They're going to uh, change is inevitable. You can't get away from it. And Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of similarities, I think, between
1: those two groups. And, you know, even if uh, we were on our way to destruction, even if that's the case, we're creating, let's assume for a second everything the global, global warming people say is true. What are we going to do about it? Other than, you know, we're going to – basically what you have to do, and this is what their goal is, is you have to create one world government, uh, you know, let the U.N. be in charge of these things. Um, You have to pass all kinds of laws about all kinds of different people, Mm -hmm. how they can live and can't, um, you know, not live and that kind of thing. Businesses
0: need to be run a certain way, et cetera, et
1: cetera. Uh, You know, this amount of pollution, that kind of thing. And it's – it's not going to work. One world government cannot properly represent everyone. Um, you can't tell me that the needs of the people in India aren't completely different than the needs
0: of the people in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Right. And what, if, what if the one world government's wrong? What if it's wrong about the direction it decides to go in and the things it wants to mandate? I mean, if- I can tell you
1: things that every government has done wrong thus far. Right. Or most gover- you give me a government, likely I can figure something out that they've done wrong. I can Absolutely. certainly pick the big ones. You want to know about the United States? Oh, we eradicated the Indians. We incarcerated the Japanese Americans during World War II. You want sure. to know about Russia? I mean, they slaughtered a- Stalin slaughtered a million people. Look, governments are dangerous. What are you trying to save, people? Governments kill people. Right.
0: If it's really true that, uh, that man can somehow change the course of the climate, then the marketplace is the only real effective place to look to for solutions. I mean, if it's true that we're in jeopardy of having some drastic change, uh, you know, climate change that's going to put us all in peril, then the marketplace and the people involved and the people in search of a profit are the ones that I trust with, uh, it with it people in search from, from the
1: brink. Wasn't it people in search of a profit that came up with a hybrid? Wasn't it people in search of a profit that came up with the uh, fluorescent light bulb? Uh, yes. You know, the fluorescent curly Q bulb? Wasn't it people in search of a profit that have come up with all the products, um, you know, consumer-level uh, solar panels? All these things are people in search of profits. And the, the But prob- profits are evil, Mark. They're evil. Well, that's what the socialists that, that are the biggest proponents of um, this global warming tripe uh, that's that's what they right. would have
0: you believe is if, that profits are evil. If somebody, you should ask yourself this: If you are one of these global warming um, proponents, or the uh, environmentalist people, if it if you found out that it were true that a handful of people could get so wealthy, filthy rich, as they like to call it, if it were true that a handful of people could just get super super wealthy from saving the planet, right. if they could make oodles of profits, just you, unending amounts of profits. If you
1: as a, you know, a socialist global warming nutjob if, if you had the option, you could push a button and either A, um, and, and this button would you know make uh, some people very, very wealthy, let, let's say a, a group of 100 people, very wealthy, but it would save the world from global warming. Would you push that button? Or would you let those uh, make sure that those evil people didn't make profits? If you're conflicted on this, you're a socialist.
0: That's a good point. 800 259 9231 If you want to chime in on this, also coming up the two cities in the California area that are mulling the toughest smoking laws in America. We'll explain on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800 259 9231 That's the SACL CAI. Toll free line for you. one 800 Two five nine ninety two thirty one. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The place to go. All the features on the site for free. Live streams included. Broadband version of the show and a dial-up version waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com.
1: As the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to d2z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. That's d2z.org.
0: So we go to the uh, San Francisco Chronicle for a report on what are going to be probably the most oppressive, draconian smoking laws that this country has ever seen. Uh, And two cities in California are are taking a look at it, two areas in California. Belmont moved a step closer last month to adopting a sweeping ordinance that would ban smoking in multi-unit housing, including all apartment buildings. You can't smoke in your own dwelling. That is correct, Mark. And we knew it
1: was going to come to this. W- didn't we predict this on Free Talk Live? What else could it? What, what else could happen? I mean, basically, the 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 smoke anti smoking zealots out there want to save you so badly that they will trade their own and everyone else's freedom in order to get it. Yes, and if you I can't say that I'm really a big fan of cigarette smoke. I certainly don't like to have it in the the same restaurant while I'm eating. That's you know I, I just don't want that. But Look, I understand that restaurant belongs to somebody. I understand that person has a right to run their business the way they want. And I have a right to get up and walk out any I
0: want. Damn right. Now, um, our signal, by the way, of our affiliate KSCO out in California definitely cuts into the San Francisco area, which is where Belmont is located. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if there's somebody out there, and I'm sure there is, that supports these smoking bans... We would love to hear from you at 800 259 Please tell me a reason. Yeah. How do you justify this? Uh, let's go on, though, with the story. The Belmont City Council instructed the city attorney to draft an ordinance that when passed at a later date, which is, I think, expected to be later this year, would be the most far-reaching effort in the nation to protect residents from the dangers of secondhand smoke. Serena Chen, the policy director for the American Lung Association, says, Belmont is the first to say, we want to ban smoking in all multi-unit housing. These are the pioneers. Making them sound as though they're heroes. Or right. Something. I mean, w- weren't the Nazis the pioneers in gassing the Jews? They were the pioneers in, uh, yeah, genocide and, you know, clearing at least one form of genocide. Good, sure. good, Good work there, lady. Uh, let's see, uh, council members agreed that they want an ordinance to label secondhand smoke a public nuisance and to prohibit smoking in businesses that are sole proprietorships. So... Huh. So I guess they don't already have the total business smoking ban down there. Uh, They also want smoking banned in places staffed by volunteers, as well as certain outdoor areas, such as parks, stadiums, sports fields, recreation trails, and shopping malls. However, shopping malls, I presume that means like open air, like strip mall kind of malls. However, shopping malls would be permitted to designate a smoker's place in their parking lots. So isn't that nice? You're going to have a little cordoned off area in the parking lot where uh, you can stand and, and smoke in. That's nice. Uh, The council stopped short of proposing a complete ban on... Now, didn't we used to have segregation in this country um, on racial lines? Mm -hmm. So this is the new segregation. See, if you're a smoker, you have to go and stand over in the special smokers area. Uh, Even though you're outdoors, and it shouldn't be a big deal that you're smoking cigarettes outdoors, apparently, you know, a couple parts per million of smoke could waft in the direction of someone who could get offended by that.
1: You know, um, this is... This is how the, uh, that EPA study about secondhand smoke has been blown completely out of proportion. Um, you know, first off, that, that study has been debunked time and again. Sure it has. Um, it's, it's an, it's, they used faulty uh, materials in order to – they made faulty conclusions out of the, uh, the, the evidence that they gathered. Besides that, um, how in the world – I mean, it, it may very well be bad for you to day in and day out ride in a car, closed-up car with somebody who's smoking. It, mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like it's necessarily good for you. But if you get a little, just a little sniff of some smoke, you're not going to (laughs) die. No. It may smell a little gross,
0: but you can go away. I mean, are we going to lock people up that fart too? Maybe that's coming next, Mark, in which case I'd be in big trouble. Uh, however, shopping malls would be able to have a designated smoker's place in their parking lots. The council stopped short of proposing a complete ban on city streets and sidewalks, but agreed to ban smoking at city-sponsored events, such as concerts and parades. Uh, so, again, they're trying their best to, to ban smoking from as many outdoor locations as they feel as though they can get away with. Uh, but they haven't gone all out and banned it on city streets. Mark my words, that's coming next. Sure. For me, this, uh, according to Belmont City bureaucrat council member Dave Warden, quote, for me, this ordinance should be complaint-driven. It should not be about police going around being the smoke police. I don't want to stop everyone from smoking. I want to, listen how he phrases this now, I want to give people the ability to stop secondhand smoke from getting into their lungs. So, apparently, this council person, believes that by writing something down on a piece of paper, this anti-smoking law, by creating a piece of legislation, words on paper, that he's going to be able to give you an ability that you've never had before. According to this man, Mark, you are apparently completely incapable, until the legislature decides you can, you are completely incapable of stopping secondhand smoke from entering your lungs. Isn't that amazing? Did you know that you were that useless? Well, um, I That's just silliness, but it's the
1: first part of the statement that bothers me the most. He says it's going to be Mm complaint-driven as opposed to just a rule. But how long is that going to last? Right. He says it should be complaint-driven. That doesn't necessarily mean that it will be. And it just doesn't mean anything like that. Look, that's not how cops operate, okay? That's not how they do things. There's a rule in place, and this is we're going to follow by these rules because this is a country of rules.
0: Heck yeah, if they spot somebody smoking in an uh, undesignated area, then that's a reason to search them. It very well it is. It could have more smokes Bothered on them, them and stuff. Right. And, I, I mean, you know, you, if you don't think cops bother people, just ask a black guy. Yeah. Belmont Mayor Corlin Feuerbach began pushing the issue last fall after a senior citizen complained about secondhand smoke in a retirement home. Uh, and by the way, in regards to this Dave Warden's quote about giving people the ability to stop secondhand smoke, he really thinks he's like some sort of a god, I think. Mm. He thinks that he has the ability to grant things to people, to grant abilities to people that they didn't have before. And I'm sorry, right now, in a, in a if there is a state in America, and I'm sure there's a handful of them that don't have these smoking bans, in one of the areas of this country where business owners still have the ability to decide for themselves what goes on in their business – The customers, believe it or not, uh, Dave Warden, the customers approaching those businesses can look on the front door and they can read the front door and it will say that this is a non-smoking establishment. Or it'll, you know, it won't say anything, and then they can go inside and they'll determine pretty quickly whether or not there's going to be smoke in that establishment. If they're going into a bar, it's probably a safe bet that there's going to be smoke in there, that sort of thing. It doesn't take a lot of uh, brain power to figure out whether or not the business establishment you're going to be entering is allowing or disallowing smoking. And so you already have the ability to stop smoke from getting into your lungs. You don't open the door in the first place. You don't go into the places where you know that smoking is allowed.
1: You know, um, currently here in New Hampshire, it's legal to smoke in any business you want, and that includes restaurants, bars, and all that other stuff. So that means that restaurants... That's going to change, though. It absolutely will. Every, it's changing in every uh, state around. But currently, there are no smoking restaurants here in New Hampshire. How can that be? Can you, can you imagine somebody made the decision on their own to not allow smoking in their own business? Wait, you're telling me that individuals can think for themselves... And make decisions? Uh, apparently, uh, apparently the people in uh, Santa Cruz don't believe. Uh, the, the bureaucrats in Santa Cruz don't
0: believe. That. Well, that's not Santa Cruz. It's Belmont. But, no, uh, not... you know, it's close. 800... Sorry, I was
1: confused from the last story.
0: 1-800-259-9231. If you're a smoking ban supporter, we want to hear from you. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online. Freetalklive.com is a place to go. We've got lots of features. We give them away. And you can get on the updates list, in fact, to find out what the latest is about Free Talk Live whenever there's something fresh to announce. You'll know first if you're on the list. Get on the list at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates. Dot free talk live dot com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. And one of the reasons why uh, you might want to consider uh, coming to... The Free State Project or, uh, or looking into it is because of things like these insane smoking bans that are going on all across the country. We're talking about one that's uh, that Belmont, California, is looking at passing fairly soon. And uh, there's also another city in California. I think it's Oakland. It's also looking at a similar ban where they're going to go an extra step because California and Florida and uh, New York and other places around the country already have just sort of the gen- generic business smoking bans where if you're running a business that's open to the public, you are not allowed to, have, uh, to allow smoking in that place of business. That's generalizing. I mean, there's, there's little details that are different from state to state. But uh, they're now taking it an extra step in Belmont. They're banning smoking from certain outdoor areas like parks, stadiums, sports fields, recreational trails, and even shopping malls. Uh, They also are going to be banning smoking from all multi-unit housing, including apartment buildings. So I have, for instance, a duplex that I live in. And next door, there are some neighbors, and, and they smoke in their basement. Sometimes we can smell it. It's not the most pleasant thing, but uh i I came in when I bought the house it was It was already in the lease that they were allowed to smoke so that's that's part of the deal and I understand it and it's it's not a big deal it's not like i'm here inhaling a huge amount of it or anything like that and I'd like to point out that I am not a cigarette smoker so even though here even though I'm on the airwaves defending the rights of individuals to decide for themselves as far as what their businesses allow and what they don't, I'm not the one who's going to be going in there lighting up a cigarette it's It's not something that personally will affect me. Um, But I I stand up for this because freedom is important to me. The freedom to run a business the way I want to run it, or the freedom for you to run a business the way you want to run it. And if you want to run a business that allows people to come in and smoke cigarettes in that location, then damn it, you should be free to do that. So that's why I'm taking this position as a non-smoker. And I want to make sure that's clear. And I'd like to also point out that I asked for somebody to call in to defend this Belmont smoking ban, and no one has uh, has made the call. I mean, maybe our phones aren't working or something, but I think they are. We had calls earlier in the show. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Is it coming down, Mark, to the old, uh, you know, the factor that well they're getting what they want, so they don't have it to defend re- it? Is it, that what it, it is? It always
1: comes down to that. Those that are willing to use the force of law in the, um, you know, in the pursuit of what they want to get, they don't care about what your opinion is. They don't care about what anybody's opinion is. They care about what their opinion is and enforcing it on you.
0: Right. And they're, they're, it's an indefensible position. Maybe Absolutely they know is. that. Maybe they know that in their heart of hearts and they're too cowardly to call in to try to defend their indefensible position. 1-800-259-9231. Let me give you a little bit more. 1-800-259-9231. Let me give you a little more from the story here from the San Francisco uh, Chronicle. Belmont Mayor Corlin Firebach uh, pushed the issue last fall after one senior citizen complained about secondhand smoke in a retirement home. Quote, Cities sometimes have to reach for the sky. They have to go out of the box for others to follow. If we don't lead, no one else will. We have to make life safer and greener. Unquote. These guys really see themselves as heroic. They really see themselves as, you know, saving lives and being the leaders. And and he is right that that as soon as Belmont and Oakland pass these more restrictive smoking bans, that will indeed pave the way for similar restrictive smoking bans across the country. They'll be popping up everywhere after this. Sixteen people, the vast majority from outside the city, addressed the council on the issue. All but one spoke in favor of an extensive ban on smoking in public places. So, sixteen people came to the council meeting... And most of them don't even live in the area. <laughs> they came to testify uh, testify in favor of the smoking ban, but it's telling that only one person showed up to testify against it. And this is something we've seen time and time again when it comes to these smoking bans. The smokers, the people that are going to be affected by this most, even the business owners themselves, they seem to be completely resigned to this. Maybe they understand that it doesn't really matter if they, go- maybe they feel like if they go in and they talk to the city council members, what's what's you know what's, why is it worth even going? I mean, they're not going to listen to them. They've got their minds made up they're going to do what they're going to do regardless of whether or not i show up and, and say something i mean i guess that may, might be their uh their mindset but i feel like if there were a hundred people that had packed that room a hundred angry business owners or smokers that you know wanted to stand up for their freedom to make their own decisions for themselves on their own property that that might have helped sway somebody but look at this mark nobody even bothers to show up that's true When the ordinance was introduced in March, the council was flooded with letters, emails, and phone calls and a public hearing to talk about the proposal drew a standing room crowd. Television crews made it an international news event. Since then, city staffers have met with residents in groups, including neighborhood associations, and the Chamber of Commerce to hear their concerns. Quote, we didn't feel the businesses in the city should be held to a higher standard than those in surrounding areas. It would put them at a competitive disadvantage, said the president of the Chamber of Commerce. If the city wants to declare secondhand smoke a public nuisance, we don't have a problem with that the concern is where are they going to draw the line in Oakland the city's city council's public safety committee has been scheduled recently to uh, to debate a smoking ban for multi-unit housing so a similar ban as what they're looking at in Belmont homes built after the ordinance takes effect oh that's nice they're going to grandfather in uh, the other locations the committee, however, postponed discussion. Uh, the Oakland ban would allow residents in existing apartments and condominiums to bring nuisance complaints against smokers whose secondhand smoke drifts into their units. Cities up and down California. That means that smoking is just effectively gone. Yeah, I mean, you just if if one of your neighbors can complain about smoking, that's it. It's done. It's it's over. Right, unless you have an entire. Somebody's going to complain. Right, unless you have a 100% smoking facility or something like that. If every person in your apartment building is a smoker, that's the only way that you'd be able to stay safe. Cities up and down California have begun banning smoking in outdoor cafes, on sidewalks, and at entrances to public buildings. Barbara Killey, assistant, uh, the assistant to city administrator or whoever, said Tuesday that Oakland's ordinance would be a natural extension of laws protecting the health of non-smokers and would pass legal muster. Uh, other large cities, even the state, followed Oakland's decision in 92 to ban smoking in the workplace. Quote, we have fallen behind these other cities in terms of providing protection for non-smokers in settings where they have no control over whether they are exposed to secondhand smoke. There's no control, Mark. You, you can't control it, apparently, according apparently. to this bureaucrat. I mean, it, does it, don't you feel like they're insulting you out there? And not just if you you don't have to be in California to answer this question, but because this is being proposed all over the place. But don't you feel like that's a little bit insulting that you don't have the ability to control whether or not you're exposed to secondhand smoke? You're just this mindless. Apparently, yeah. You're like automaton.
1: a jelly, jelly uh, like a b- bacteria in a Petri dish. You can't get away. It's absurd.
0: It's an insult. But yet people just let them fall, and you just let them fall by the wayside, and they shrug their shoulders, and they say, well, maybe it'll help me quit smoking. Of course, it doesn't. It doesn't help people quit smoking. It just infuriates them and irritates them and uh, inconveniences them, forces them to stand outside in, in some of the colder states during the wintertime and huddle together to smoke near, uh, you know, uh, near the door to their favorite bar. And then, of course, they end up passing a law like they mentioned here uh, in Oakland, in other large cities where they've banned smoking from the doorways of businesses, some cities have banned smoking from the windows of businesses. Mm-hmm. So you have to be you know, 25 to 50 feet away from any orifice, any opening to a building. And again, it's just a matter of degrees before they considered it, but they didn't put it in this legislation. They're already considering it. Just wait. It'll be a matter of a handful of years before Belmont or some other city, um, probably in California, will pass a law that says no smoking in public, period. And then it probably won't be long before it's no smoking but that's what, that's in your backyard. that's what smoking people want. No yes. smoking anywhere,
1: period. Right. Now, they're going to take it incrementally as right. they can get it. They're always going to drag the children out. Oh, the children, their little lugs are pinker than ours, and they're more likely to get... Second-hand smoke poisoning and die from black lung. You know, they're, they're going to do, that's what their their system is, but you can be guaranteed it's happening.
0: The uh, One of the bureaucrats finally says, in some ways we're playing catch-up and in some ways we're moving ahead of the other cities. It's like a race towards tyranny, Mark. Who can get there first? 800-259-9231. Come on, there's got to be a smoking ban defender out there somewhere with the courage to call in. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, even in these remaining moments. Still enough time for your call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. All the features on our site, we give them away. Though it does cost a little bit of money to run the website. So if you want to voluntarily support the show, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You know them. They're the world's largest internet retailer. 41 categories of products to shop in. Everything from their huge selection of books to office products, um, high-dollar electronics items, uh, cheap stuff, too. They've got it all, man. Everything you could possibly want to buy. Odds are, it's for sale at Amazon. Heck, they even sell used items. And if you enter through our link, amazon.freetalklive.com, then we get a a percentage of your purchase, even if you buy used stuff. They still cut us a percentage on that, too. Pretty cool. Amazon.freetalklive.com. All right. Well, no one has called in with the courage to uh, take us on on the whole smoking ban issue, so um, we'll we'll move on and see what John Stossel has to say, because his article from uh, townhall.com ties in fairly effectively here. John Stossel, last week, I bemoaned New York Times columnist David Brooks' eagerness to have government impose force on others. He was promoting programs like national service. Why are many conservatives so eager to wield force? Conservatives used to complain when so-called liberals did that. Mm -hmm. That same week, I happened to interview filmmaker Michael Moore for 2020. Moore wants government to monopolize health care. His new film, Sicko, argues that Canada and France approach paradise because their governments provide health care and more. This brought him standing ovations at the Cannes Film Festival. I said to him, but government is force. And he was incredulous. Michael Moore said, well, why do you see it as force? And John responds, well, because government takes money with force from people and gives it to others. And here's a wonderful look inside the mind of a socialist. Mm -hmm. Here is how they think. Here's Michael Moore's response. No, it doesn't actually. The government is of, by, and for the people. So that's the, what that's what you think. And the people. What is the people? I mean, is that the will
1: of the ma- majority? Because maybe it is the will of the majority that we're that we take taxes away or do do anything. Whatever the majority, that may be so. But there's
0: always somebody who's being forced to do it. That's what right. government is. They don't agree. Is. They it don't agree. And they, they don't want to pay, and because they don't want to pay, somebody with a gun usually men with uniforms and badges, will come around and threaten to throw them into jail cells if they don't pay up. That sounds like force to me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let me finish this quote. He says, the people elect the government, and the people determine whether or not they'll allow the government to collect taxes from them. Really? Is it that easy? I can just tell the government that, you know what, had enough with these property taxes, Thanks, but no thanks, see you later, not does, gonna, I'm not going to pay them anymore. Does that mean that the people want to stay in Iraq? Because
1: uh, Not according to the polls. Uh, no, uh, the majority of Americans want us out of Iraq, but the people apparently don't get to decide. Bureaucrats, elected officials, those people get to
0: decide. John Stossel continues, is it really necessary to explain to people that government is force? Apparently it is. Uh, when the Salvation Army asks you for a donation, you're free to say no, and you don't suffer any consequences. When the U.S. government demands a tax return and a check on April 15th, you can't just say no and go on about your business. You either comply or you face fines or imprisonment. Right. Yes. Is that, because that's the will of the people, to lock up people who don't want to play along. That's not my will. Right. I don't want to lock anybody <laughs> so up ridiculous. in a jail cell. I don't want anybody to spend time in jail unless they've harmed somebody else. And is somebody going to make the argument that I'm harming someone else by not paying money to the the gang the known as the state? I don't know how they would make that argument. Yes, and I didn't consent. He says that uh, the government is of, by, and for the people, but I'm not interested in being involved in the government. How do you explain me, Michael Moore? And the people that are like me, because I'm not the only one. Yes, says John Stossel, you do get to vote for candidates periodically, but having an infinitesimal say in who will coerce you doesn't change the fact that they are using force. Increasingly, it seems that the bigger... By the way... uh, not only does it not change the fact they're using force, but it also doesn't um, – the voting process is not consent to be having force being used on you. By voting, you are not consenting. You are not saying, yes, I'm okay with you using force on me. People, Many people vote simply to minimize the amount of force that is used on them. They see it as a lever that they can pull to uh, elect somebody who's a little bit less violent than the other guy. Right. Increasingly, says John, it seems the biggest difference between conservatives and liberals is that the conservatives know that government is force, but that apparently hasn't stopped them from using it. Right, they don't it. really care. Michael Moore might not have thought about it, but there are only two ways to get people to do things: force or persuasion. Government is all about force. Government has nothing; it hasn't first uh, government has nothing it hasn't first expropriated from some productive person. In contrast, the private government's kind of like a, a parasite in that way. It doesn't create products and services and offer them on a voluntary basis. Like not most exactly of us do. true. Well, right. The,
1: the second statement makes that so. Some governments do have uh, taken voluntary services, uh, you know, a value, and they now have them. For instance, police is a service that, that people would likely want. They would want security of some sort or another. Or the lottery. Um, I, yeah, the lottery is a good, a, a reasonably good example. Fire departments, trash. They've pickup. monopolized those services. Yeah, they've monopolized.
0: They've nationalized them, just like the commies do. In contrast, the private sector, whether a non-profit or a greedy business, must work through persuasion and consent. No matter how rich Bill Gates gets, he cannot force us to buy his software. Outside of government, actions are voluntary. And voluntary is better because it reflects the free judgment of creative, productive people. As I wrote in Give Me a Break, which is an excellent book, by the way, quote, if government would just back off, the private sector would provide many of the same services faster, better, and cheaper. And he's right about that. There are plenty of examples that should astound the socialists, like better private waterworks, ambulance services, roads, and even air traffic control. I didn't know that there were such things as private trash companies before I moved here to Keene, New Hampshire, where, right. you, where you have to um, hire your own trash guy. I'd much
1: rather have that. What if my trash doesn't get picked up the way I want it to someday? What do I, if, if, if that happened to me definitely um, in the previous time. I was in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah, you It would had happen a nightmare. all the time. They wouldn't pick up what I wanted them to pick up. You know, I put stuff out there, they wouldn't do it. I haven't had any problem with my trash pickup since I've been here. Why? Because the trash men know that you'll fire their butt if they don't pick up your trash. Yep. They don't they don't have some list of rules that says you've got to cut up your branches to four feet long <laughs> and tie them in little bundles that don't weigh twenty five pounds because yeah. we're union workers, and we don't have to pick that crap up now these are people that work for a living they'll pick up your trash because you paid them to pick up their trash
0: right because they know you're going to go across town to the competition if they
1: don't right if you want to throw away a grand piano, you can throw it away now. They charge they 'll charge
0: you more, but you can throw it away of course i 'm talking about a private sector that gets no privileges from the state that doesn 't describe our private sector now, which is why, by the way, so many people are confused about capitalism. they believe that we live in a capitalist country, and we don 't We live in a mix, we live in a mixed economy. Uh, he says for years, government has bestowed all kinds of favors on special interests from trade restrictions. To, on foreign competitors to cash subsidies and cheap loans to corporate tax deductions for health insurance. People in and outside of government have conspired to pollute the voluntary private sector with force and regimentation. That's why we have a mixed rather than a free economy. Thomas Jefferson said, quote, the natural progress of things is for liberty to yield and government to gain ground. Was he ever right? Liberty yields as well-intentioned busybodies try to fix the world by stopping you from using gasoline or forcing you to finance anti-poverty programs or, as we talked about out in California, forcing you to not smoke in your own house. No behavior is too small or private to escape the schemers. When a New Zealand couple recently named their child the numeral four followed by the word real, so for real, Mm -hmm. the Washington Times said that it was unfortunate that the government doesn't forbid that. The so-called conservative newspaper named the couple the Knaves of the Week." that prompted Donald Bourdrew, the chairman of the economics Department at George Mason University, to write to the editor and say quote, "I chose you as my knave of the week for asserting that the decision on naming a child should belong to politicians and bureaucrats rather than exclusively to that child's parents right
1: now I, I can't say that I think that's the greatest uh, name for a child in the in the world, but you know,
0: who am I to say? True. That my kid. True knaves are those who arrogantly impose their tastes and preferences upon others. I know, it, he's absolutely right. Live and let live used to be a noble approach to life, says John Stossel. Now you're considered compassionate if you demand that government impose your preferences on others. I prefer live and let live, and I'm with John Stossel on that one. Mm. And that's what we need to get to. What's what we need to return to in this country? Not that we ever really truly had it here, but that's the goal. That's where we should be setting our sights is on reducing coercion and increasing voluntary interactions. If the government is really providing a valuable service, whatever it is, policing, fire department, you name whatever valuable, semi-valuable service, roads, if government's providing a voluntary service, then why can't they offer it? Or excuse me, if, if a government's providing a, a vo- valuable service, why can't they offer it on a voluntary basis like the rest of us do? We don't force you to listen to Free Talk Live. You choose to. You would hate us if we forced you to listen to this show. Because force is just not nice. It's not nice to coerce. It's not nice to threaten. Yep. And that's yep. all the government can do. Right. Let's move towards voluntarism. What's so radical about that? It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. We will return tomorrow night online in the meantime. Join us for the Saturday show. But in the meantime, join us online at freetalklive.com.